This episode of the Danger Junior Red Devil Room is brought to you by Blood Diamond, the only company dedicated to making the liquid used in women's sanitary product commercials red instead of blue. Fellas, it's time to face the facts. Your woman bleeds. And when she bleeds, it's not thin blue liquid. It is dark and it is gunky and it does not smell good. Blood Diamond believes the use of blue liquids in these commercials is there to make men feel babied and not face their own reality, which is why five years ago, they started this jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring, women-empowered company. All three of the women at Blood Diamond are fully committed to ending the stigma around your time of the month, and only that. Blood Diamond does not support the movement for free access to sanitary napkins, just, you know, the smashing of the patriarchy. For just $20 a month, you can support those at Blood Diamond because they really need to pay their rent. They are four months behind because they spend all their time standing outside the office of Kotex for you. Blood Diamond. Bleed free. And now back to the show. I really thought that that was going to be an ad for diamonds that kill Ugandan and Somali people. <laughs> Somali and yeah. People. Wait, nope. was it not? Nope. And how many men are employed at this None. place? None. Zero. Oh, so None it's just men. three women. Just the three women. Wait, so the women hired other women? It's I. I don't. I don't know. This was just the ad just read the that ad. they gave me, okay. but yeah. I assume it's just like three friends and they started the company. Can I, women? I hate can to... women empower other women, or do men need to empower women? Women can empower. <laughs> Can they do it on their own? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I, uh, and welcome back to the Danger Junior Writers Room. I am one of your co-hosts, Megan Castleberry, and me introducing the show means that we are joined by a very special guest. You know him from the Danger Junior podcast. It's Jones Kolbinski. Yes! Hello. Uh, I hate to start things off in a crude and crass way, but that, uh, that uh, intro, that ad got me thinking... Mm. Uh, well, I had a, a partner start her period uh, in my mouth one time. <gasps> oh, no. no. What? <laughs> Wait, what? That's called Christmas in July. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Wait, but, but like, it wasn't going at all? Like, she wasn't on her period? Does the water break or, like, it's, it's, like, okay, it's like a... It oh, can. No you, no, you go. It can. Okay. So it's, like, essentially, sometimes it, like when you first start it comes out and that's when you'll be like sitting in class or wherever you're at and you're like oh i just started my period like mm-hmm. it feels like you peed a little bit oh yeah but most yeah. of the time a puss knees <laughs> most of the time unless it's really heavy you, it just kind of starts and you can't tell until you like go to the bathroom and you're like fuck i've ruined another pair mm-hmm. of underwear and jones, jones that's was, wild jones was snacking on it like some chips ahoy yeah <laughs> you got a little bit of that secret sauce yeah that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, I uh, you know, and like I said, I don't want to get too crude, and I don't want to get too mm-hmm. like gross. That's just not like. Did you keep going? My thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? But that's just not. not gonna, you know, that's not my thing. It's not. You know, I'm not hey, like. Tell a crude me this. Would person. you have been more comfortable with it if it was blue? Well, it was like black. Yeah. Whoa. Period. That's why the ad whoa. says. That's why the ad says it is dark and it is gunky. Hey, whoa, buddy! It's keep dark. it. Uh, it keep it Christian. Dark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I I know uh guy friends of mine who would like pass out during this conversation because they're so like For real? Weak the, I mean and un- uncomfortable with women. And that's what Blood anatomy. Diamond is trying to do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kill all men. What? 
we're all <laughs> we're all I'm here for that honestly yeah. it's about goddamn time yeah we get some some lady representation because all yeah. I hear about is men you know prostate cancer this ball cancer that well, I want to hear about periods yeah yeah amen on the you know when I'm watching the nightly MSNBC mm-hmm. I want to I want to hear all about like tampon commercials you know oh yeah more more things like that but like uh, as vulgar as that one was that our sponsor sponsored us with you mean yeah. honest you just want to see a live pregnancy yeah in a look, commercial a live delivery Kamala's in the <laughs> White <laughs> House <laughs> giving birth <laughs> yeah and we're gonna be seeing abortions on TV baby yeah. game over oh, uh, god damn it now I'm horny shit <laughs> <laughs> well let's get everyone uh, else introduced uh, if if you guys will answer me this question and Jones answer the question yeah too. you'll well Jones uh, will yeah, actually we'll start with you um, oh, would you cool. rather take a bath in hot shit or cold shit, <laughs> Jones? Oh, wow. This reminds me of um, uh, Cambodia, that movie with uh, about the killing fields where that guy, uh, a pull pot. you know, he had to like hide in his own, uh, he like jumped down into the porta potty so he wouldn't be found by the Khmer Rouge. You know what I mean? That's, I haven't really answered your question God, yet, that's but that's hot. just where yeah, I was going to say, my yeah. brain. I just want to know hot shit or cold shit. Okay, does Hot it have shit. to be cold like shit. people shit? Yes, it's people yeah, shit. Yeah, usually this question, we just kind of burn through this yeah. one. There's, this, there's a secondary okay. question coming you can take your time with, Jones. But uh, I'll, I'm going to do cold shit. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like hot shit Good feels answer. like diarrhea. Good okay, answer. Okay, <laughs> uh, And to my left, I have the one and only, the love of my life, Logan Baggerly. Hot shit or cold shit? Uh, I would I would take a bath in hot shit and I would get I would put it in a jacuzzi and turn them jets on baby. Mm, kinky, get it bubbling. Mm. Blake, That's a good answer. My name is Logan, by the way. Hot shit uh, or cold shit? Hello, I'm Blake Brown. Uh, I want to jump into some cold, wet shit. Mm. Let's go, what? Blake. I knew cold, I liked Blake. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> and uh, well, no, you know what? I'm not gonna tell you why. I'm not gonna tell you why. Uh, Fuck. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know why I want that, but that's what I want. Jimmy. I fucking avoid the whole thing because the cold shit that I'm in, it's all frozen. And so it's just ice cubes. And so it's not even touching me, idiots. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I picked cold. uh, I am Megan Casperi. And when I have answered this question, this was like a big deal at my college. was like when the incoming freshman would come in, we would all ask them this question. And the, the two sides is that if you do hot shit, that it... It like gets supposedly gets off of you quicker because really? it's, it won't like like, but also it opens up your pores. That's what I'm Ooh. thinking, and it was <laughs> gonna get all in there. Jimmy, Jimmy the tampon I, commercial was fine, but I, I've never seen Jimmy so genuinely uh-uh. disgusted. That was like a real. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Jimmy. Yeah, but the cold shit is like if it's frozen shit, then it's mainly like. You're not really touching it, and if it's just cold, mm-hmm. then it's like you just gotta scrub it a little bit to get it off. At least it's not yeah. like in you. I want it in my pores. <laughs> get in I want to fucking. I want this to be a Junji Ito story by the end of it. I want to fucking squeeze that shit out. Anyway, boys, can you um, imagine? Is that what blackheads are? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's been shitting on my face? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> the Obama administration, that's who. Amen. Amen. Okay, boys, this week uh, for our little story question. Okay. And oh. this one you can take your time on, Jones. Yeah, this one's like, tell us a, tell us a little story. I do like to take my time, <laughs> <Yeah>. ladies. 
Uh, this week, boys, I want to know what is your best intoxicated story? Oh my so God. that can be of yourself. Jesus oh my God. Of yourself act, being intoxicated and doing something or someone else being intoxicated around you and something that they did. But you have to be present. It can't be a story someone told you. Yeah. Okay. There's so yeah. many. If you guys don't have an answer, and, I will And this go is first. intoxicated by any substance. This doesn't have any to be. Any substance, not okay, just cool. alcohol. Because most of my fun stories yeah. are. I was going to say it's drugs. tough because it's like going back in the memory bank. It's like. I think I would have like a ranking of stories if I hadn't gotten so fucked up so many times that all of my memories don't exist anymore. Mm. Get it, Jones? You're cool. You know what mm. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cool. I don't condone the lifestyle I used to have. Used uh, to. Uh, We're looking for the want me best to just start? You want me to get into it? Yeah, well, go for it. I got, ha- yeah. I got arrested on like four different substances and I thought it was just kind of a hallucination for until I was like literally in the back of a cop car and I was like oh wait <laughs> like feeling the gravity of the situation oh no point. yeah did you were just um, loving awareness you were just singing to the police officer well <laughs> you're my guardian angel through that's how I got through when I did L one time and was in like a I was like around a fire pit and then the fire pit turned into like a congregation of the beings and it's like, oh, I'm like the human representative of this like council of Nicaea type of vibe. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to Ram Dass out of this one and yeah. just like didn't say anything and stayed very present. But uh, getting arrested was cool because so I took some really dank molly and then I was like, should I eat these mushrooms or not? And I was like, I think I should. <laughs> Uh, and it was a good thing because oh uh, that would have uh, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it would have <laughs> fucked me if I still had them in my possession, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, and this comes they back were, later. They were in your indigestion. Exactly. Hey, Hell. yes, ma'am. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, we went out on a jet ski and I was like so high. I was like, I can just, like, we were going really fast. You were on a jet ski and you were high? <laughs> Flying. And we were shooting. We were shooting guns. Oh, <laughs> you were off, no, off of the jet ski. Yeah, dude, it was pretty like redneck shit. Uh, and uh, we had like a there was like a fu- this kid the night before, just like who I had never fucking met in my life, but was friends with this a friend who was tangentially a friend of ours. There was a lot of a friends of friends during that time in my life. He just like rolls up with literally like you know in Pulp Fiction when he pops open the suitcase and it's like we good we good and oh, it's like glowing happy. gold yeah. it was like a yeah there you go it was like a he brought like a suitcase of cocaine basically mm. <laughs> like don't tell literally Jimmy. like i was i was like holy <laughs> fuck so that was like happening and then of course that just like inflates the ego and you think you can shoot guns off jet skis mm-hmm. and did uh, you really i did do that? like a Yes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And I did a front flip off of the tube because I was like, well, I'm so amped up. As I was going really fast, and like I still have shoulder issues from doing that. And this is like an hour before I got arrested. So, so I, like, how did my you get arrested? Out, and I was, huh? What did you get arrested oh, for? The neighbors called the cops on us because they saw. The neighbors? Us were you in a shooting. swimming pool with a jet ski? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? He was literally on a floaty <laughs> with a <the>, with <laughs> <the> super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing swim trunks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, no, no, no. It was like a lake. Um, and we were the only people like on our spot in the lake. So, like, the cops said they had got a call from somebody that, like, people were, like, uh, like just shooting guns which is like that's totally legal and we had a uh uh like 
spots set up to shoot and everything. Shooting at the so other we were literally thinking that like, no, God, no, Jesus. <laughs> I have uh, the power of God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we, uh, yeah, it had to have been, I swear somebody must have been like watching with fucking binoculars or some shit. It's like, it wasn't, there wasn't anybody else around. I mean, uh, if you were shooting guns, I'm sure they could hear it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But like even then it's like we're in like nowhere Georgia. It should be like their guns fucking go off all the goddamn time. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's odd circumstances. Uh and then basically how it happened was like uh, you know, cops show up and they just like walked onto the property, which like hooray they did, because that's how it's all expunged and I can talk about this and stuff. <laughs> like mm. they just kind of moseyed on through and they're like, Hey, what's up? And then uh I will call this guy um red old red uh like saw the cops and instead of just like staying chill and standing there he just like breaks for it and then like has this oh, bag full classic. of shit that he just that throws thing. into the woods and you know they just they're like what the fuck's going on they grab him they grab the bag there's like a whole bunch of stuff in the bag and then they go through the house they find everything else and the, uh, the whole time i'm like in the back of my mind like I know I'm just tripping right now. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. he's very funny, very funny, like mushrooms or whatever the fuck. Uh, and then as we went, you know, it was like the further you're in the situation, the more you're like, oh wait, I think I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh I gotta. My parents don't know. It's like oh I was supposed to come back home today. And then they're like, all right, y'all are all going to jail for the night. And I was like, yeah, well, can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> can't win them all. That's for sure. Can't have, you know, it's, you need the bad days so that you can, uh, enjoy the good ones. Yeah. They were like, you're white. So you're going to come with us and, and I got hang to... out and we're going to watch some, yep. uh, Andy Griffith reruns. We'll send you home in the morning. I hung out with a bunch you of your lesson? heads. Yeah. I learned my lesson. Um, uh, one of the lessons I learned in jail for the night was that if you have to pass a piss test, you go to a CVS and buy like a, a, a tube of Bengay and eat the whole thing and it'll like here's a, this <laughs> toothless so method the, so on the like, way like to, to co- jail yeah. you're like hey can you it'll stop just at the stomach. it's it's gonna coat your stomach then you gotta drink about a gallon gallon and a half of water that's gonna coat your stomach and you're just gonna piss like water right out your thing I'm like dog I'm not gonna eat a fucking thing of like you didn't do it cream I mean you've gotta do it at this point yeah you, you gotta know? do it now if just to try, just to see if it works, you just gotta coat your stomach. Hey, get yeah, then get, test my own pee for drugs. Get the yes. Jones cam up, uh, everybody. We're gonna watch Jones eat Bengay. Camera four, <laughs> camera four, and camera two. Wide zoom into Jones esophagus. <laughs> well, all the way in there. Get it in there. I do. I do love performing. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my craziest thing. Uh, I was on like MDMA and cocaine and weed, and we've been drinking, and I was on mushrooms and. Uh, then I got arrested. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, uh, okay, and here's the other thing. Well, last little tag before I pass it on. Sorry for the long story. No, they're but, long. Uh, Don't worry. They're always long. Like a year before, I was not arrested, but like harassed for like four hours by the police. Like within like within 20 minutes, like 20 minutes after I came down from my first ever DMT trip, all of a sudden, mm. like the cops pulled up and then like drew guns on me and my friend and like asked us to get out of the vehicle and put our hands on the through threw us in the back of their cars we're like what were y'all doing we're like hanging out at my friend's house i was like 16 or 17 and they were like yeah we like y'all like we parked in between the houses instead of like in front of the house we were trying to hang at and the neighbors were like they're breaking into 
cars breaking into houses because apparently there had been a break in like a week ago, and so they're just paranoid. But uh, yeah, I almost got shot. Two black cops could have killed two unarmed, you know, white kids in Atlanta. And, and you know like, what? That's well, how, a real problem. What would happen in this day and age? I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say there's nothing more woke killed. than being shot by two black cops. <laughs> yeah, two white kids. <laughs> That's like kids. the most woke <laughs> yeah. thing that could ever happen. Honestly, <laughs> super woke. You should have provoked him. Honestly, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I should have pretended like I was going for a gun. <laughs> oh yeah. Damn, I, Fox News would have had a, a goddamn field day. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not okay, gonna well, see that, this on the news, people. Like, I mean, like while it's on the news, like. That's uh, that's my story about, you know, yeah. don't do drugs Was unless you got friends. Uh. Was it was like the middle of summer, so it was kind of oppressively hot. And they gave us like filterless cigarettes, which was pretty cool. They gave you cigarettes? Oh, filterless yeah, cigarettes? Yeah, they gave, so... I got some government cigs, baby. <laughs> like, taxpayer dollar cigs now. God damn. Dude. That's crazy, bro. It was sick. It was it, also like like fun in retrospect, very depressing in the in the moment. <laughs> like, yeah. Very sad mental state. But now it was like, that was pretty funny. I got to meet like, they're all like guys with names like, I'm fucking dog, and I'm fucking like uh, cat. Uh, <laughs> I'm house cat. And I'm cat dog. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. it was all like animal names and like woodworking. He's like, oh, he's a woodworker, so we call him Table. It's like that's the worst <laughs> nickname I've ever goddamn heard. <laughs> sucks. Dude, dude, they're all dumb. high on. They're all high on meth, dude. It's North Georgia. Yeah, dude. What's the deal with meth, man? Meth is so. Well, cool. that that leads into my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, nah, I'm just kidding, dog. I never done meth. For on the record, I've never done meth. Um, I was uh, I was diagnosed with ADHD at a young age, so I did meth for a long time. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's um, why we love you so much. So I'm fucked. If up. you That's ever why stopped I like doing meth, if you, if you ever stopped doing meth, we'd like you less. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so keep La doing mow, it. Dude. I have a story. Go ahead. Um, so you specifically said your favorite. You I said, said the best. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this the is best. this is the most fun I ever had on any sort of substance. Um, it was actually probably the second time I ever smoked weed. It might have been the first or second time I ever smoked weed, and I was probably fourteen or fifteen. I don't know. And um, my parents are both very religious in the church, and um, my sisters don't really do anything, especially at the time. And I had, there was this kid at my school and he was the biggest fucking doofus. He was, I I just, oh, I hated this kid so goddamn much. And he was a ginger. Shout out. Shout outs to gingers. 4% baby. And he invited me over to his place to smoke marijuana. And I was pretty inexperienced. And so I was like, damn dog. It's like, and it was, I think it was a 420 party too. And it was this guy's birthday. It was kind of a big deal. And he was like, everybody's wow. going to be there, dude. Everybody's going to be there. And I was like, everybody? And he was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to have everybody cool. And so Table's like, going to be there. Table's good. Dog's going to be there. <laughs> House cat. Dog and cat are going to have sex, and we're going to call it cat dog reruns. On the table. Yeah. On the table. Yeah. Hell yeah. You were there? <laughs> Dog. I was around. So uh, I was like, shit, everybody's going to be there, huh? I guess I'll come out. And I convinced my friend to come with me and his girlfriend to come as well to this party and I was like dog everybody's gonna be there and there's gonna be weed and I think there's gonna be alcohol it's gonna be a freaking party dude and he was like all right cool so we I had to convince my mom because my mom didn't know this guy and she was like he 
you could look at this kid and be like, I know exactly what's going to happen at that party. But I had to lie to her a bunch and be like, it's cool. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to sing Michael W. Smith. And yeah, she... Yeah, hell yeah. That guy rules. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, it's going to be fun time. And so I convince her and she drops me off and it's literally like a double wide trailer with like a half inflated above ground pool out front Jesus and like Christ. a broken basketball hoop <laughs> like dog yeah you're bringing back some memories for me man yeah and she uh, man yeah she was not happy about this and i was like i promise we're not gonna do anything mom dude shut up you're right, so literally everybody's going to be here. Your classist mom. Mom, you're literally going to make fun of him because what? He's poor, okay? <laughs> He's got half a basketball hoop and it's broken and the other half is broken dreams. Like, And so I was like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do some drugs. So my mom goes away. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> my mom goes away and I'm like, fucking finally. And I, my friend, my homie shows up and I really want to say his name, but I'm not going to say his name. My homie shows up. And his girlfriend shows up, and I think that there was swimming or something as well. Um, I don't really remember because we're. I go in. I don't know a single person at this party other than this other guy. Most of the people, and I said I was 14, 15. Pretty much everyone else could have been 49. It's literally <laughs> me. Were you being trafficked? I might have been trafficked. Yo. It, it's literally Ooh. me. Mm-hmm. Um. The guy that the, whose party it is, my friend, his girlfriend, and then a house full of adult people ready to do a lot of drugs. Soinks. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, wild. So shit. And so, wild. and you know what? They're playing Bob Marley on the radio. And when I walk in, everybody smiles. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, y'all. I'm hey, going to give them this big dick, y'all. I, well, not at the time. I was 14, so... <laughs> My my dick. So give no, him, give him the little tiny dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dick grew seven it inches. It was still in the inside grade. of you. It was still inside yeah. of you. How yeah, wild I was would it be? Concave. How wild would it be yeah. if baby Puberty boys would... were born with the dick the size that they were gonna have as an adult, as and an you adult. grew into it? Dude, yeah. and you could swing them around. I would be just you fine because they're so small. You could pick them up and get swing here. them like a cat by the tail. Yeah, because they yeah. don't like get hard yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 What if? What if? What if? What if? It's literally the size of their leg. I came on this podcast for stimulating intellectual <laughs> conversation. Yeah, but what if and babies what am cum? I getting? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think about baby cum? So I'm at this party and, uh, you know, we're listening to Bob Marley and homie breaks. And I didn't even know what this was at the time. I, t- at the time, I knew what a joint and a blunt looked like. And he pulls out like a dab thing. Hold, please. Like a dab rig. Oh, yeah. Hold, hold, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is the diff? Is there a difference between a joint and a blunt? Are you kidding me? Yeah, a joint Megan. is like a hand-rolled Megan, cigarette. Dude, right? Megan, you so just like outed small. yourself. And a blunt is Fucking like narco. basically a, a cigarette. Megan's a narc. You Megan's narco, a narc. Dude. I have heart disease. Do you, don't you watch? Blunts are big. You know so uh, much about tampons, but you don't know anything about weed. <laughs> Yo, do you think, and I'm sorry this is insensitive, but can you smoke weed out of a tampon? Can you smoke a tampon? Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, you can yeah. You would, you would light the end like a wick and it would like burn and then it dip- blow. <laughs> 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 I was gonna and then say, it blows up like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, there are two types. <laughs> there are two types of t- of tampons, Blake. One is like a flower, and then one kind of unfolds to be like flat, like, yeah, a, like the a wings pad. of a plane, yeah, like a pad. But in you, 
And oh. so it, the wings of a plain one I don't think would work, but the flower one, you could take out some of the cotton and then shove some weed down mm-hmm. in there. That would work. So anyway, we try this right over first my head. live so, episode. So um, they bring out a, a dab rig, which I didn't even know. What it, I was like, what the hell? Is this a Star Trek episode? Like, I was like, are we about to smoke a lightsaber? Like, I had no idea <laughs> what this thing was. And he brings it. I mean, you've done dabs, right, James? Or, right, uh, Jones? Of course. Yeah, so he, he he gets out like the blowtorch thing. And oh, yeah, so you're freaked out. I'm like, are we doing meth? Like, And I was like, listen, yeah. it's his birthday. Yeah. It's 420. I got to shoot up for this guy. <laughs> Everybody's making <laughs> jokes. Everybody's making jokes. And they're also just passing around a joint, just like in general. And they keep this guy. Okay, so he's, he's a big fella, and he's a ginger. And he keeps yelling at people. This is, listen, guys, this is very insensitive, all right? And I'm going to censor the word, and oh, I want to know, no. Jones, if you've ever heard this term before, because you are from Georgia. Oh, I think I already know he what kept, term you're going to drop on saying, me, baby. <laughs> he kept saying, uh, he would be like, hey, Ronnie, don't inward lip the joint. Oh, yeah. That's correct. That's... Ding, ding, ding. I wrote it down on a piece of paper <laughs> before you said it. And he would, like, literally every person. Like, I think he was honestly just saying it because he thought he could get away with saying the N-word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think For that? Sure. Do you really think that, Logan? Yeah? You think that's the case? Shut the fuck up. You think up. that's why he was Shut saying hey, it? Hey. That hey. You think that's why he was saying hey. it? Hey. <laughs> so... He's yeah, he literally screaming at everyone, and I don't know what this thing is. And this guy, I've never met this guy before, and he's old enough to be my dad. Is like, he's like, hey, big man, you want to hit this? And I was like, do I just hit it like a bong? And he's like, basically, <laughs> like pretty much. Um, and so he like kind of tells me to put the thing to the thing and light it up. And I s- specifically remember that I, there was, a, there was a, a like kind of a blue light in the room and I'm looking at my friend's girlfriend and she's wearing a bikini top and she had very nice breasts and I remember I hit the thing and then I looked at her breasts and then there was just nothing but her breasts. Like... Hilarious. And, the, and she was wearing, she was wearing a green bikini top and I remember, because I had never... Like, was, was she planning on swimming on the outdoor inflatable I, I think pool? that there might we might have been going to the river or something. I don't know, but I remember... And also, it was the middle of summer. Like, yeah. She might have just been we, wearing we, bikini we cut like, We cut away from Logan's perspective yeah. and he thinks it's like, oh, the boobs just it took over my whole vision, but really he like took a hit and then crawled over and is like an <laughs> inch away from this woman's chest. Nestling her boobs. In her chest. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've spoken to her about this afterwards. Um, because it was it was such a surreal experience. Like like I said, I've smoked one time before, and then how did you approach that situation? You just said, "Hey, the funniest thing happened. Uh, I got really high, and I no, could not stop looking at your." No, breasts. we were we were high, and so also crazy. she and I were really clo- really close. Okay, okay. and we were high, and I was just okay. like we were shooting the breeze about, and I was like, "Yeah, that one time I was smoking at that house, man. I, blah, literally the story I'm telling you right now." Um, and I just remember it like destroyed my whole life and everyone always says the first time they do dabs it's they're like i'll never do dabs again and i remember being like this is awesome like because they're <laughs> so when i smoke weed it's either a, the really fun low part that's like really fun because it's like all kind of like a head high a little bit of a buzz right and then i jump straight into i hate this i'm stuck in my own brain i'm stuck in time forever i will be eternal i will like you know just like it's like stuck in my mind and if i can just get through that to like the basically a vegetable point mm. but you have to usually smoke through that not with dabs 
it, I literally took like a hit and was just like, basically salvia at that point. And it, you know what? It may have been salvia. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't salvia. But, um, but I had a, an incredible time. And then I remember uh, these three dudes came in at one point, and we were passing around blunt. And these three dudes came in at one point, and they were they were young black men, and they were all what looked like giants. They all looked like Shaquille O'Neal to me. Very, very tall. Like uh, like in Twin Peaks, the giant in Twin yeah. Peaks, how yeah. everything yeah, the, is like below, fireman. and it's like he's basically at the roof. These dudes come in real tall, and I'm 14, and the other dude is in my grade, and they come in, and they were like, they were like, hey, Chief, let me see that blunt. And so like they start smoking blunts, and then they just go into another room, and they smoke the rest of his weed. And so he gets really mad. And I remember being like, this is the coolest shit. This is Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was the best day ever. And he goes back, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like a 14-year-old kid yelling at these guys. And they're like, man, shut up. Like, they're yelling back at him. And I was like, your Cleveland yeah. and my Cleveland yeah. are two different towns. Ha! 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 I was just having the most kick-ass time. And then we left, and my friend crashed his Vespa. It was just such a – it was a – it was a baller ass night. I had such a fun. That was my favorite time ever being high. Wow. That was a long that's, that's story. Good, I'm dude. sorry. That was no, great. that's good. Yeah. So I I are we doing the the our favorite time ever? Bet I said the best one, so it could be your favorite. Oh, you it said could best. be and okay. anything. Okay. My story that I'm gonna tell is the best story, but it was not a fun time. It never is for me. Yeah, so go ahead. Right. You know. Um and I'm just thinking of so many. It's like, wow, you know, what have I lived through? You know, I can't believe you I'm know. still alive. You know what I mean? You know, uh, <laughs> I just can't wait for Blake to tell us his trauma this week. Oh, yeah. What terrible <laughs> thing did Blake let me, uh, let me, um, let me think. So I smoked opium at one point. And that was awesome. And you never Very jealous. I was on the Silk Road. I was you, selling my wares. <laughs> I was on the Silk Road. Yes, dude. Yes, dude. It was 1400 A.D. <laughs> I'm sitting there with silk. <laughs> that was the hottest item, right? Yeah, that's all I had. You're a rich man. Uh, <laughs> um, good quality too. It was nice. <laughs> all red silk ties. Uh, <laughs> They're like, "What are these ties?" They're like, "It's gonna be a hit one day." Yeah, <laughs> get one. Yeah, dude, I was. That's like that's kind of like Vincent Van Gogh if you think about it. He's like. This painting, it's going to be... People are going to love this painting. They're like, They're like Vincent Van Gogh, nobody's going to love this. <laughs> Shut up, Vincent Van Gogh. He's like, stop saying my whole name. Just say my first name. We're acquainted. <laughs> no one... His whole life, everyone always called him by all three names. <laughs> hey, Vincent Van Gogh. Shut up! You call me Vince. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't in uh, 1400 AD, and I, I've never owned silk... That's not true. I have a, I have a silk shirt. I have a lot of Hawaiian shirts for the listener. Um, have you done drugs? Have I? I've done. A, yes, I've done drugs. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing drugs right now. Like I've done. Life. I've done drugs. Like you know, like yeah. You guys ever had this uh, Polynesian song? <laughs> Very good. Oh damn. Uh, yeah, actually, no. I mean, I I think the most enjoyable time that I've ever had. That's well, I won't say it's opium because. Think about opium, man. Like, I just like really spaced out. I was just not with it for a long time, and yeah. I was just walking around a neighborhood. 
our birds were chirping really loud and it was like 3 a.m. and I'm just like, what are these birds doing? Yeah. You know, and I'm just walking around. So it wasn't super memorable, but yeah. it, it was a very nice feeling. Can't stop stealing. Uh, can't stop zero. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think the I think the best time that I've ever had um, being intoxicated was actually in Portland, which was like, it wasn't my first time buying legal weed. So it wasn't weird anymore. It was like, all right, I'm gonna go get some weed for mm-hmm. for uh, you know legally, and uh, and the thing about Portland, like you you walk into the dispensary and it's like they have it pretty organized at that point. Because I went like right after Denver legalized it, or I mean Colorado, and uh, and at that point it's just like it's weird, you yeah. know. But but at that point they had it organized. They're like, oh, this is gonna taste like melon and pine. It's gonna mm-hmm. get you high, and. Uh, <laughs> And I remember smoking a, a joint and then walking to a Chinese food place to pick up food. And by the time I got back, it was like, I think the reason it was such a memorable high was because it was so well-timed. It's like as soon as I started eating this delicious eggplant dish, uh, it just mm-hmm. kicked in. And I, I zoned out for like, it felt like 30 minutes. And then I, I come to and I'm still watching Queer Eye on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Queer Eye. Um, they're they're here right now. They're in Austin. They're in Austin. Uh, did I tell you? Ooh. Well, I know somebody that we're uh, gonna go. Find yeah. Anyways, Tan we're gonna find J JV and we're gonna throw um, darts at him. And anyways, yeah. So I felt like it was I was out of it for like thirty minutes, and I come to and I'm just like licking this plate, and it was <laughs> it was a very good meal. Uh, so I think that was the most enjoyable high that I've ever had. The what's up? I was just gonna wait till you. I mean, and- I have a lot of stories that are. Terrible, terrible times, and probably more enjoyable for the listener. Mm-hmm. But those weren't my best. I uh, <laughs> have only done marijuana one time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and you it was... boof it? <laughs> I Damn, wish. we got to get you boofing, bro. I do need to be boofing. Get you boofed up. You ever um, lemon tech <laughs> get boofed up? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it was pretty chill. Boofed we just kind blunt. of, me, my roommates and I just kind of hung out here. But, um, <clears throat> Uh, and I, I also am just not a very fun drunk because I just go to sleep. So my story is about someone else, um, wow. that I was present for. Didn't know what if, what cheat. if you just told my story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this one guy, time I'm was, not going to say his name cause I don't want to dox yeah, him. Yeah, this one time I was camping and yeah. this guy just hung out in his underwear. It was like 40 degrees. Um, so I'm at the beach and I had gone to the beach with, um, a group of my friends who I was in a show with. Um, we were like castmates and we took like a little cast beach trip and one of the guys in the cast was super in love with me. Um, Aww. but which is name? Aww. What's his name? I will. I fucking hate this guy. I will say his name, but, um, no, no doxing. I know. Um, I'll anyway, so, uh, he was super in love with me. Obviously Logan and I were, uh, we were actually freshly engaged. Um, <laughs> are you really going to tell this story on air? <sighs> about how I'm just, I'm just kidding uh so i think it was just a harsh reality for this kid to take that like it was never gonna fucking happen he was also racist and that is fact like yeah that is confirmed she's I got a type ladies and i gentlemen. won't tell the whole story of how i know that but for sure 100 racist got him um but he went on that beach trip because he was in the cast and all yeah. anyway so um the we were only there for like three days and the second day um you know we're out on the beach whatever and that night we were planning on going to 
just like the place where you go and there's like outdoor shops and there was a a Dave and Buster's and an ice cream place and just kind of the you know when beaches have those like outdoor malls so we were gonna go there Mm -hmm. and eat dinner and like hang out um and so we had been out on the beach all day and we had like been like mildly drinking um my buddy had made us uh like screwdrivers and shit like that um but none of us were even close to being drunk not even not even not even close um and as we are walking out to the car um the place the hotel we were staying at had a parking garage that was like across the street but they had like a bridge like a glass bridge and you would walk over it to get to the parking garage so as we're walking from our hotel room to the parking garage we start noticing that this guy is like tripping over himself like falling and he's like slurring and blah 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 the racist guy um the racist guy yeah and we're like yeah i'm gonna have to give him a name because he's i'll call him something funny so that i can make garrett garrett um garrett so two t's yeah nice so garrett um is like falling over himself slurring his words and we're like garrett like bro are you okay um, and he's like, I'm fine. And then eventually he falls over and spills the water bottle that he had. And as he spills it, and it was, he spilled it all over me, by the way, all over me, all over the floor. We realize it's not Damn. water. It is vodka. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and that he has been drinking Sounds like my bottles ex-wife. of vodka what? all day. Bottles? All day. Well, water bottles. Like he's had. So not like. He's had like a bottle of water with him all day that he's been sipping on, and it is just plain vodka. That's a psychopath. Yes. (laughs) Which good job, Jimmy. I have I have insane (laughs) stories about this person. I anyway, but this I'll save it for just this one. There's so many funny details. Um, so we're like, holy shit, Garrett, like you're fucked up, and he was like, no, I'm not. Um, and we were like, do we need to stay? Like, we can order pizza and, like, hang out and watch a movie. And he was mm-hmm. like, no, we're going. So we were like, okay. But, and originally, he, we were, we only had two cars. And we, the whole group, we had to take both cars to go anywhere. We couldn't all fit in one. Um, and one of them is his. And so the plan was that he was going to drive because none of us knew that he was drunk. Um, and so we were obviously like, okay, mm-hmm. well, someone else is driving your car. And he was like, okay. So I like the idea that he was going to try to drive it. He, he (laughs) gave like literally no inclination until he, because we were just sitting like, was he just on his own level? Like, what are you guys doing? What do you mean? Like he's getting drunk. Like what's the situation? Yeah. He had just been drinking drinking? all like we had been drinking like claws, like claws, um, ciders, screwdrivers, like like, regular white people, light shit. Cause we were at the beach in the sun and like, yeah, like light shit. And then we were going to go out that night and like drink. Um, and he's been drinking vodka all day on the beach. Damn. So, and then, Jesus, so man. he's basically in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Right yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So we hadn't noticed because we had gone up to the hotel room, um, or like suite or whatever. And all the guys were just kind of like hanging out, sitting around while, um, the other girl that was on the trip, we were like, you know, putting on makeup and blah, blah, blah. So we didn't really notice because he was like sitting Wham. down, chilling out. But on this, the walk from the hotel to the garage was pretty far. So as he was walking, we were like, you are not okay. So we're like, it's fine. Someone else will drive. We're going to get drunk anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I go in the car that does not have Garrett in it. Um, and we get to 
the place and we're like you know what since Garrett's really drunk we won't like walk around we'll just go to dave and buster's so that like he can sit at the table if he wants and eat and the rest we can go play games and stuff basically we get into bernie's yes <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> put some shades on him yeah he's fully gone so then like, we get there he needs to be in a hospital. and i get a call from the other guy who is driving garrett's car and he's like hey we are we are stopped <laughs> Because uh, Garrett is vomiting, and I was like, okay, cool. Worse. He didn't want to vomit in his car, so he opened the back door of the moving vehicle so that he could, like, hold on and, like, (laughs) out the door. But he's so drunk, and the car was moving that Uh he couldn't hold it open, and he fell face first out of the car onto the concrete. A Uh moving car? A moving vehicle. Is he alive? This man, <laughs> absolutely this, this hilarious. This man is, is a professor at a university. He teaches math. This is not a twenty-one-year-old kid. Like he needs to teach geometry, dude, and study the <laughs> fucking shapes of falling out of a car. Yeah. So he or physics he even falls, physics. Yes. He falls yeah. out of the car vomiting. They obviously they stop the car. They get him back in, and they're like, "What the fuck do we do?" And I was like, "Go back, go I back, go back to the hotel." Um, like, like we should just leave him. Um, it's kind of a bummer. We'll just like it's not fun anymore. Come home. <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we're so close. Like, we'll just come there because now that he's vomiting, maybe he'll feel better." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> he's got like gravel on his what? face. What? So they oh go. They go to the parking lot of the Dave and Buster's, <laughs> and they're like, "Will you bring out some water?" And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." So I bring out water in a dog bowl. <laughs> I mean at this point at this point it's not <laughs> yep I bring out water and this man is vomiting out of the car and his face is bleeding yeah, like he has road that, rash on his forehead and sense. his cheek he has a black eye like it's really bad I wrote I, 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 I take notes every week the note I just wrote was so drunk it stopped being fun yeah. like mm. you know what I mean like you're, it's at a Great point line. where it's like fuck like like, yeah. so, dude. so he's insisting he's like no I want Garrett is insisting he's like I want to hang out with you I want to hang out I want to stay and I was like no we're taking you home he's very upset with me um, and the whole time he keeps there's two other people the guy that was driving the car and the other girl rode with them and he's like just you take me back they can stay I just want to go back with you and I was like uh no <laughs> and I like point to the ring on my finger and I'm like <laughs> stop yeah so hell yeah power um, move queen thank you so hell yeah. um <laughs> so the crew that had already we had already gotten to dave and busters they had already ordered food so i was like y'all stay i'll ride back with this car and we'll take care of garrett so we get back by and the car ride over there was a mess it was horrible we you like drag him back up to the hotel by this point he's vomiting blood um oh my like <laughs> like we're Jesus like this Christ. we're like this man has alcohol poisoning for sure no doubt about it yeah um so he's like oh, we're like a, there's a stomach there that's just yeah come up. so we're like we have to call the ambulance like we can't i can't do this anymore but he's like no i just need a cold shower and he is insisting that this man was obviously very drunk he's insisting that i remove his clothes and take give him a shower and i was like no this guy's gonna do that almost got you yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he was close so then the other guy gives garrett a cold shower obviously it doesn't help so we're like wait the another gentleman gives him a cold shower how long was he in there in the shower here's the deal wrong move 
you throw him in the shower with his clothes on mm -hmm. and you turn on the cold water mm -hmm. and this is maybe this is working to keep you alive but this is also a little bit punishment and then you call the ambulance mm -hmm. and this you is... say he's got a gun on him oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. so <laughs> So we put Garrett back in bed. And then bed. the police just show up and shoot him. <laughs> they tase him. The with, police are going the to show up. The, the police are going to show up. All right. We're getting there. All right. And, so, then, so. and then Mad shows up. Mom's against drunk driving. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I guess you shouldn't have had uh, alcohol, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they just lecture him. It's a commercial the whole time. So, um, so we, we get him back in bed. We call the ambulance. And we're like, Garrett, we're calling the ambulance. He's pissed at us. I'm like, whatever. And um, I... Had I got his phone and I got his mom his mom's phone number, um and oh oh he had a girlfriend at the time by the way, um so the other girl that was with us calls his girlfriend and fills her in and I call his mom, so I'm out on the patio and I'm like uh hey Susan, um Garrett is dying like I'm like he's <laughs> and he's got a gun <laughs> like I'm like he is so drunk he's vomiting blood like we had to call an ambulance like we just it's too risky like we had to do this she goes uh again i said oh no poor dude has a problem i said now it's less funny <laughs> i said <laughs> again and she proceeds to tell me the story of how when he was at, in at college which they live in murfreesboro tennessee mm -hmm. and he went to school at the university of tennessee at knoxville um for a so while and she proceeds to tell me the story of how this guy, when he was in college, drunk himself into such a stupor one time that he did not leave his dorm room and just stayed in there and drank for like a week and like didn't leave to go to the bathroom. Was like shitting in the garbage can. Ew. Like was like, and she was like, she was like, she was like, she, was like, she just does that sometimes. Sounds and I was like my like, uncle, dude. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean he just does that sometimes? And she was like, well, just let me know what they say. And I was like. Yeah. She was like not if it was my mom, my mom was like, send me the address, I'm on my way. Yeah. Like that was what my mom would have done. So I'm just like, Oh, it's just another weekend for Garrett. Yeah, exactly. He's just doing we love our boy. He'll do He's that. Let face him call. funny. Let him call, funny. Yeah. So this then is just a bit he does. The yeah. ambulance shows up. Um, and we're like, thank God. face first out of a um, Winnebago. Because he like looks, Garrett like looks jaundiced. Mm. Like he's got road rash Don't on say. his face and he's like yeah. so dehydrated. Um, and so the ambulance comes up and we give him all of, or we give them all of Garrett's information from his driver's license, like his address and stuff. Um, yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, we, we have to talk to him um, because... Good luck. Like none, no one here is his guardian. He doesn't have a guardian. He's an adult, so like we have to essentially have his permission. Yeah, dude, I um, say yeah. kill him and talk to his guardian. Unless angel. he's like, you know unless he's unconscious. Yeah. Like if they're, if you're not unconscious, they have to have your consent to take you to the hospital. Um, and I'll say this whole time before this, Garrett has been like wailing, like he's like, Ugh! like crying, not, yeah. not 
fishing or from like whales. screaming. Well, he probably feels <laughs> awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. probably he's in like, incredible he's been pain. Like crying, crying blood in vomiting. the shower, in the cold shower, the whole time. He in the shower, fell out in of the a car. fucking car. Yeah, you ever fallen out of a goddamn <laughs> car? None of us have had this experience. So help me. Of course, he's. I'd be fucking like he probably has a goddamn brain yeah. damage. Yeah. No, like everyone, everyone in the in the room is like, oh come on. Everyone's like, oh now he's crying. Boo hoo. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's like, not why I say this. He's coughing up organs. No, no, no. I say that he was <laughs> oh he was God. screaming and crying like this to set the tone for when the ambulance comes in. He sits up out of bed, just sits up, mm-hmm. like, and he's like, "Good evening." Oh, really? And they're like, "Hilarious!" Hi, he's a fucking pro. They're like, "Hi, you know, we're the the people from this hospital. We just need to ask you a couple questions to make sure you have sound mind." And he's like, "Yeah, of course, anything, totally." Is he still bleeding like, from his face at this point? No, no, we had put a band-aid on it. <laughs> he's basically like an adult swim trope of like a zombie working in a cubicle. Yeah. Like. So he's like, they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Garrett, you know, last name. Um, and they're like, and what day is it? And he goes, um, it's Wednesday, right? <laughs> We've been at the beach. You know how that is. He's like joking what? with them. And they're like, who's the president of the United States? And he's like, Donald Trump. Wish he wasn't. Like he's like making jokes with these people he's like killing he's it. fine he's yes. killing he's crushing. it oh, fuck yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah and they're like they're like okay well your friends called us because you know they believe that you have alcohol poisoning and have you been drinking he's like yeah i was drinking and i think i just you know i was in the sun like i'm standing at the door of the bedroom jaw on the floor Ooh. i'm pissed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and because he's been like making moves on me making our lives miserable all night and we're like trying to help him and he's like yeah, I think I was just got dehydrated in the sun. So obviously he does not give them his consent. They leave and he immediately goes back to wailing and crying and he's in so much pain and he's like, <laughs> and we're like, Ooh, we were like, fuck you, dude. So we just turned him on his side and then we took all of like the pillows and blankets from the other beds we're the baby cops. and put them all out in the living room area and made like a fort and slept out there because he was so loud that yeah. we like couldn't sleep like towards the back of the like condo thing we were in. About 10 minutes later, the cops show up Yeah, and they're like, did you just call an ambulance to this room? And we were like, yes. Um, and he's like asking us all these questions and he's like suspicious of us mm. for some reason. Um, and huh. he's like asking the you information. Ever met a man named Dog. Yeah, he's asking for the information of the person we called the ambulance for. He's like, "What's his name?" And I'm like, "It's Garrett." And then Garrett from the room goes, "It's Garrett," and is like screaming his yeah. information at this cop. And he's like, "Tell the fucker to go away!" Like he's yeah. like screaming Ooh. at this cop. And we were like, yeah. "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" Because he's that's like, "How you get arrested?" Yes, he was so yeah. drunk and he was like berating this cop. We finally got him to go away. Um, and then none of the we went. We were still at the beach for the full next day, and we all just kind of were like, "Don't speak of it." And then on the way home, we made a group message without him and never spoke to him again. Ooh. Good hell yeah, fuck that dude. guy. Hey, let's let's have him on the podcast. <laughs> Get him on the cast. Yeah. Get him super Get drunk. Him on here. We should all go to my university that I went to and enroll in his class and let's, take it. Yo, let's call him right Jesus now and Christ. ask him what his best intoxicated story is. Yeah. This time I partied the at the beach yeah. with my friends and everyone had such a great time. We got <laughs> the cops totally going. hit it off with this girl. Yeah. She gave me engaged. a shower naked, dude. <laughs> like, doesn't know it wasn't her. Definitely the wildest experience yeah. I've had of someone being drunk. 
Wow. It was fucking For crazy. Real. He I was, wish he I could have given that guy a cold shower. I would have had a goddamn feeling. <laughs> my friend, let me scrub your <laughs> damn back. right. My I friend that a... my friend and this is an irrelevant detail, but my friend that gave him the bath said that his dick is small. Aww. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Jimmy, do you have a best intoxicated story? Um, I was sitting here racking my brain with different stories. Um, and you can tell something incriminating. It's okay. It's a podcast. They're not. I don't think to I can use it in court. But um, <laughs> I remember there's one story that popped into my head because you were talking about just a guy sort of being obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. So mm. I was at this. I went to my brother's house. I was on my way to Colorado to visit my friend. And my brother was going to Texas Tech at the time. And I was like, hey, it's it's on the way. Like, Lubbock is on the way. Can I stay with you? Uh, you know, it'll make my trip a little easier. And he's like, yeah, for sure. So I, you know, I stopped in probably at like 7 or 8 p.m., still kind of early. And uh, he gets there or meets me there. I think I get there a little earlier than they do. He's like, yeah, keys under the mat or whatever. And it's just me and him and like another roommate. And he's like, you want some beers? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So we have some beers, we're playing some pool, and then he starts texting people, and then like five people show up, and then like ten more people show up, and then like twenty people more show like and it's like a like a Wednesday or a Thursday, but it's a college town. I'm like, oh shit, like this shit is just about to pop off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, interesting. And I am like probably pretty easy to like, you know, um pick out of a crowd. And everyone's like, oh, that's Justin's brother. That's Justin's brother. And like my brother's like, you know, pretty outgoing guy and like fun guy and stuff. And they're like, oh, he's a really big guy. And uh, or whatever. And so this guy at at some point just like comes in the party and they're like, oh, this we don't like this guy. And I'm like, what's his deal? And he's like, he just keeps bothering this girl that's like here at this party. Like her name's Brittany or something, or I don't know. Or uh <laughs> like, aren't you engaged to a Brittany? Oh fuck. <laughs> but anyway, she ends up like coming to the the party cuz I guess he like finds out or something or another and he mm. starts like maybe kind of harassing her. He's like, "Hey, I just I just want to talk to you. Like, can we just talk? Can we just go somewhere and talk?" And uh my brother's like, "We're getting pretty sloshed at this point." And my family is known for being kind of fighty uh like when we drink. Hell yeah. Especially Hilarious. when Hell yeah. we're around each other. Mhm. And so my cousin is there. My brother is there. I'm trying to go to a, a, a Jimmy D family Dude, uh, reunion. I'm trying to yeah. fight Jimmy's family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. This podcast versus your immediate family. Bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. Who would win? I better bring some weapons. Battle Royale. And drug us before. Last one standing. But so, uh, so yeah, my cousin's there, my brother, and me, and... They, so they're pretty much like, dude, you need to actually leave. Like, go ahead and leave, man. Like, you, this, this is a bad decision you're making. So he decides to, like, kind of keep on or whatever. Me and my mm-hmm. brother tell, you know, kind of tell him off. And so I, like, get to, like, I'm getting kind of drunk and I'm just, like, sensing what's going around and I feel the testosterone, mm-hmm. you know, bubbling up behind my eyes. And uh, I just start yelling at this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, dude, you need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And like whatever. With a samurai sword? Yeah, with a samurai sword. Yeah. And uh, so he kind of like does, he kind of walks, he's like, all right, I'll call an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> so he like <laughs> Yeah. And then um, I like 
go in the front to like smoke a cigarette and, I, and he's like waiting on his Uber, like not even doing anything. And I'm like, leave right now. <laughs> I don't know why I was being you're so talking like, like Gandalf. You're like, I demand. Yeah. Leave. yeah. Like, it's like, get out of here. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, that's just the first thing that popped in my head. So it's kind yeah. of just me being an asshole until I've like, never seen yeah. you get anything. Like I feel like I've been around you and you drink a lot. And yeah, I don't. Ever, I think it's I around, don't ever feel you get fighty. No, I don't think I feel fighty. I think it was just because like I'm around my brother. Mm. There was a situation going on. Yeah. Every I time you feeling, get drunk, yeah, now dude. you're just it's like, it's my Let's little do brother. Yeah, yeah, it's my little brother. I gotta like protect him. Yeah, and so I was just like, I'm gonna shut it down. Yeah, you know. But luckily, is nothing Jimmy, happened. Jimmy, is everybody in your family a fucking mountain? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a there's a couple of us that are like pretty like wide shouldered, um, handsome, handsome devils, you know. Yeah, yeah um, but it's one thing to be wide shouldered. You're just lar, extra yeah, lar. Dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have one you're cousin. Tall, who has, you're strong, big bone. I, even like I have a cousin who's the exact same build as me, and Rugged. I kill him yeah. to make sure that you know, like oh, yeah. I was the dominant one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's his name? His name. His name was Jambi. <laughs> was yeah. R- R- oh, I guess because he's dead. I changed it to Jumby. <laughs> you changed his name. You killed him. That's really fucked up, Jumby. Now I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that's really fucked up. So, kill my cousin. Well, folks, okay. we're going to take a break, and we are going to write some sketches, um, and we will mm-hmm. see you guys in what is for you a short commercial break. Uh, welcome back to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. This episode of the Danger Junior Writer's Room uh, is also sponsored by Boner Pills. Blue Boner Pills. They're pills for your boner. Men, if you make enough money and work hard enough, you can have sex with any woman. Women's opinions don't matter, and nothing they say is true. Women are the authors of all lies. If you go to bonerpills.net forward slash DJWR and use the code fuckchicks, you can get 35% off your boner pills. We got a testimony here. This is a man named Carlton. Carlton, what do you got to say about boner pills? Uh, well, I don't know about all all that stuff you said about women, but uh, my dick is it's hard right now. I took a pill um, about 15 minutes ago and uh, I've got an erection. Ooh, Carlton, come on back to bed with that big boner. All right, well, um I, I, I'll uh, see y'all later, I guess. Boner pills. Have sex with anyone. All right, hey, whoa, we're back. Whoa. We're back. Hey, guys. We're back. Welcome back to the Danger Junior Writers Room. We took some time. We wrote some uh, dog shit sketches. Mm. And we're going to start with... Blake, good fuck Brown. Blake, all, Blake? Woo. all right. Hi, I'm Blake Brown. Um, I'm going to be reading Stage Direction. Mm-hmm. Jones, you will be reading for Garrett. Garrett. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you can read him straight. He's um, he's just a salesman on the Silk Road. So uh, you can you can do an accent if you want. <laughs> um, but I, I do like accents. Go for it, man. Just improvise. Just do you. Uh, Megan, 
You'll be playing Officer Puddin. Okay. Um, just a nice <laughs> cop, I guess. Okay. Uh, Logan, we love a nice cop, yeah. don't we, folks? Fault. Doesn't we exist. All know there's exactly such, there, we all know there's such things. We love a nice cop. Nice yeah. cops, yeah. Uh, Logan, you'll be playing Officer Bob Marley. Um, yep. You're Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cool. And yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Jumby. Jimmy's Jumby. Oh, Jumby. shit. That's great. I'm, ty- I'm typecast again. Jumby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Jumby, uh, Jumby doesn't have any 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 uh, English dialogue. Okay. But you will be making a lot of sounds. This and rule I wrote is that perfect in there. for you. This is... <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm reading it. This is really good. All right. Uh, this is... Uh, hi, I'm Blake Brown. This is my sketch, This Secret History of Neckties. The year is 13... 13- are you not going to f- play the... Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, right. Let's go back. Let's go I back. got the right key and everything. Yeah, you did. All right. All right. Sorry, uh, uh, Jones, for explanation, there's a sound... Uh, the soundboard, there's a sound cue that we play to, to, do, to say... The sketch is starting now. All right. Gotcha. Uh, Hi, I'm Blake Brown, and this is the secret history of neckties. The year is 1312. A lone caravan is making its way down the Silk Road. The camera pans in behind the caravan's operator and begins to breathe on his neck. It is a living camera. The man lets out a sigh and gives the camera a pat on the head. It licks his face and settles into a nest of expensive silk ties and blood diamonds. I'm so thrilled, Jumby. Two more days on this forsaken silk road and we'll be rich. <laughs> yes, that's right, buddy. We'll be rich, rich, rich. And then I can afford to buy you that little camera sweater and bandana combo you were eyeing. Oh, you remember the one. It was the hand-knit cashmere sweater from that Dillard's Four Pets that we visited in the Ottoman Empire. It said... Daddy's little cam girl on it, don't you remember? (laughs) Well, all right, Sassy. We'll get it in a couple of days when I deliver all of these red silk ties and blood diamonds to the Ottoman Empire. The two continue down the road for some time until they stumble upon a checkpoint. Garrett starts to sweat as he slows the caravan down to talk to the officers. Hello there, officers. Uh, What can I do for you today? Hello, sir. No need to get out. Just gonna do our mandatory check and make sure you don't have any contraband on board. Officer Marley, do you mind checking the cargo? Not that old man. Okay, thank you. So sorry. What brings you to the old Ottoman Empire? Peddling your wares to our fine folk? Yes, just swinging on in from Dunghong... Another lovely day on the old Silk Road. Right, right. And you have permits for all this, and you got your pappers on you? Um, sure thing. Just just need to grab them from my caravan's glove compartment. All right, sir. Uh, why don't you do that? Hey, Officer Marley, how are things going back there? Me soon come. Man's got a lot of goods. Well, 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 what is this blood diamonds? Sir, I, I can explain. Mr. Puddin, what year is it? Officer Puddin checks his wrist sundial. Looks like the year is 1312. Aha, blood diamonds are still morally in the clear. 
<laughs> Garrett is relieved. Officer Marley <sighs> continues to rifle through Garrett's cargo. He bumps the sleeping camera, startling it. It quickly pans to the back of the caravan towards Officer Marley. Both officers draw their weapons. Relax, gentlemen. That's my pet camera, Jumby. Jumby, calm down. Shh, hush. Shh, shh. <laughs> Jumby. <laughs> Jumby floats suspiciously above the caravan, staring directly at the officers. After a moment, Jumby settles down and pans back into the caravan onto a bed of expensive silk ties. Hold up a second, sir. What is that camera sleeping on? Are those some sort of decorative sling for slaying foes in style? They're my own invention. I call them neckties. They can dress up any occasion or can be used as a weapon if you're sneaky enough. Would you like to try one on? Go ahead, put it on me. Why? Why? <laughs> Garrett ties the necktie around Officer Marley's neck. Officer Marley looks objectively good. Well, I'll be. Doesn't he just look fantastic? That is the best he's ever looked. What did you say this thing was called? It's called a necktie. And you invented this? Yep. In fact, I'm trying to get it to catch on. You can both have one if you spread the word. I'll be making regular stops around the Ottoman Empire once every few months, and I'd love to boost my necktie sales. You mean I get one too? So long as you tell everyone you meet. Officer Puddin starts to tear up. I... Well, I've never owned clothes before. Thank you, sir. Jumby the camera overhears this and perks up, <laughs> panning down to reveal Officer Puddin's naked body. Oh my god. <laughs> However, can we repay you, man? Well, I'm, I'm also trying to see the sights while I'm in town. You fellows know any good 14th century nightclubs where a humble necktie salesman such as myself can party? Aye, follow us, and we can kick up rumpus till the early morn. Bring your neckties, necktie man. <laughs> Why are you singing? Why is it singing? <laughs> Shh. <laughs> the two officers leave their post to party, and Garrett and Jumby follow behind in their caravan. After an hour of riding along the Ottoman countryside, the four come to a stop in front of an inconspicuous stone building. Jumby wakes up and pans out of the front of the caravan. Jumby looks up at the sign. It reads, Barbarella in Ottoman Turkish. All right, here we are, the greatest party in all the land. Y'all mind if I bring my wares inside? Set up right inside and we'll get you some of the punch. Yippee! Garrett starts to pull out his blood diamonds, his opium, and his neckties. He brings it all inside as Jumby follows right behind. Garrett starts to set up a merch booth with primitive QR codes littering the front of the table as Officer Marley walks over to him with a large cup of punch in his hand. Hey, man, here's your punch. Hold up. Thank, Thank you. Garrett takes a deep inhale of the punch. It is clearly just Polynesian sauce, which is no surprise to Garrett considering it is an Ottoman delicacy. It's really good. What's in this sauce or punch? 
It's Polynesian sauce with the empty inside it. Great! Garrett and the officers drink deep from the never-ending well of DMT and Polynesian sauce. As the night progresses, Garrett gets lost in the flames as they seemingly become a congregation of deeply spiritual beings. He decides he doesn't feel comfortable with that and screams loudly, startling the cops and jumping. <laughs> the cops, now deeply spooked, start to shoot. <laughs> start to shoot bows and arrows wildly around the room. The arrows strike Garrett first, then Jumby. Jumby lets out a weak whir and bark as Garrett passes away. Jumby's little body lets out one last whir as his little spiritual camera ghost body pans into the sky one final time. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> what a what tragedy. The fuck? What the <laughs> God Wow. Damn. What did I just read? I think Jumby I think Jumby might be my favorite. Um, yeah, Jumby's the best. Uh, <laughs> what is Jumby? Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck. The flying Jumbie camera is. dog. I like that Megan Megan kept being like, Logan, why are you singing? That doesn't make any sense. There's a camera dog. It's Jumby, baby. It's Jumby. <laughs> yeah, she's like calling out my my choice doesn't make sense. I'm like The rhythm of the island. <laughs> I'm singing cause I'm in love. Oh, Jumby. Yeah, Jumby's you just... You know how Jumby is. <laughs> you know, just Jumbie. a sweetheart, really. <laughs> That's how Jumby did. Jumby really be like that, though. Damn, I, we need to <laughs> we, we need to make Jumby merch. We need to make, like, a Jumby action yeah. figure. Yeah. <laughs> Jumby's my favorite thing you've ever come up with. Really? Yeah, I really <laughs> I was love gonna, Jumby. I was literally going to say, Blake, like, I feel like if I had my way, I would make this sketch be just Garrett and Jumby. No if, officers. No if officers. I had, if I had, to, he's just doing his thing. Well, if if there were no officers, how would they die, and how would I end my sketch? I don't know. <laughs> Answer me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point you made. Yeah. If I had it my way, uh, Garrett would have one line, which is just "Wake up, Jumby," and then Jumby would wake up. Yeah. And then the rest of the sketch would be just Jimmy making noises. <laughs> Yeah. So good. Yeah, no, yeah. Jumby's. The, yeah. I need Jumby to be a reoccurring. Yeah, I want Jumby to be real. Yeah. I want Jumby to be like Buster Jones's pet or something. Oh, he oh, is Buster yeah. Jones's pet for yeah. sure. I yeah. agree. Buster Jones and Jumby. Jones, Jones, do you know, you know Buster, Buster Jones? Jones? No. Oh, Buster Jones is in my sketch. So. Yeah, he's he is. Oh, uh, he's yeah. making a return. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know what a tulpa is? Tulpa? Yeah, tulpa. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. It's like a Tibetan spirit that uh, basically manifests itself due to like great emotions. It's usually fear. Oh, baby, I'm on the wiki right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we have a tulpa, but we manifested him through joy, and his name is Buster Jones. Incredible. Yeah, so he's <laughs> yeah. in a lot of our sketches. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he That's lifts us saying. up, and he gives us hot wings. Yeah. That's fucking hot. Yeah, we yeah. love Buster Jones. Yeah, Jumby is definitely Buster Jones's pet. One hundred percent. I love Jumby so that, much. That's what I call myself when I'm, uh, you know, uh, in a compromised position with a computer. You know Jumby, I mean? Buster yeah. Jones. They, <laughs> no, they call me Buster Jones. Well, oh. and and Jones, the Jones in Buster Jones. We um, did name him after. Did come from oh. from you. So. Well, that's sweet. That's um. Sweet. 
Yeah, Blake, I, I feel like I don't have much to say about your sketch in terms of critique other than I just want more Jumby. More Jumby. All even, right, I'm writing even, a note. Not even more Jumby in the sketch. More Jumby later. All the time, more Jumby. Yeah. <laughs> more ju- Jumby will make his return in the next sketch I write. Great. Yeah. He will be the main character this time. I feel like retroactively, the purple dachshund in your dream sketch is Jumby. It's a manifestation of Jumby. I think you're right. Oh, That's yeah. I remember that Jumbie. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was that one. Dreamby. Years dream of that dream. <laughs> Well, I want, then I know it's I want Jumbie. to see Jumby. You know, I was really inside the character's head. I was behind. I was, you know, I was in the mind. I was looking through the eyes, and I was like, "This character needs to be in the next obvious movie that's coming out with Nicolas Cage, National Treasure." That we write three, yes. three. Yes. Yeah, and Jumby. I want Jumby. Nick Cage. Out, just be like, he okay, was the declaration. Okay, Jumby. Scan the library for the book we need, Jumby. <laughs> and then and Jimmy's like, making and just, it's like and Jumby's it's BB-8, just making, basically, like, right? Yeah, well, Jumby's just making loud as hell noises. He's like, you have to be quiet. Jumby, you're gonna give away the position yeah. to the Nazis. <laughs> I hear something over there. I hear a noise. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> In the Nazi library. <laughs> yeah, so moral of the story, Blake, give us more Jumby. <laughs> more Jumby. And you're a great sketch writer. Thank you. appreciate it. Yeah, honestly, this was like the most colorful of your worlds, too, and there was only four characters. I really like this world. Like, I was drawn into it. I like that a lot. The Ottoman Empire. Yeah. In my head. In but, my like, he- it seems everybody's okay with time travel. It's like all yeah. the times have collapsed into each other, yeah. and so yeah. it's like you have cops. I was going to say and They're like, not afraid of cameras, or yeah. like they know what that tech is. You they have what body I mean? Jumbies on them. It doesn't even, like, yeah. it felt almost like someone driving on Route 66. Yeah. Like that's yeah. The, yeah. that's the like the location that I was imagining Swazzle even though it's eggs. the Silk Road. <laughs> getting big Star Warsy vibes but then with like a huge drug scene at the end. <laughs> Don't get me started. Pretty cool to me. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Take notes All right. Well, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's move on to Logan's sketch. Let's go, uh, Logan. Okay, so my sketch, um, let me tell you who you're all playing. So I've got uh, I've actually got four characters, I think, kind of five. Um Jimmy, I'm going to have you play the character Roger. Okay. Roger is a young school kid. Um, he's just trying to get his bearings straight, and he's trying to impress his friends. Um, Jones, I'm going to have you play Ebert. Um, Ebert <laughs> yeah, boy. Nice. Ebert is Roger's older friend, and he is a full-time redneck. Uh, he's a oh, filthy, filthy yeah, hick. Dude, I was thinking that, that with a name like that, I'd be able to do it. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Megan, you're going to play the character Delilah. Oh, come on. Um, think... Uh, what's the chick from? Uh, oh, Maude uh, Lebowski. Love me, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, think Maude Lebowski. Um, Blake, mm. you were going to play Bush. Oh, the character Bush. Okay, and I'm going to play a character at the end. I know who I'm playing, so I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, and Bush is a Texan, a uh, big <laughs> cocky Texan. Right, 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 right. right. Okay, uh, this is my sketch called "Bitch Hell Fuck." The year is 2011. Two friends, Roger and Ebert, walk into the front door of what we can assume is one of their houses. Ebert goes to the fridge. Roger sits on the couch. Hey, I got a question for you. What's that, Ebert? I started seeing this new girl, and uh, she wants to do a thing here tonight. A thing? Like, Like a party? Yeah, if you're cool with that. 
Is it a party? I feel, I feel like that wasn't really an answer. Yeah, I think so. She's real different, like a uh, Satanist or something. Worships the devil. But her titties are huge, so, you know, I just kind of let her do whatever. He opens a can and takes a sip of something. And, you know, your parents are out of town until Monday. So I don't see what the problem is. What do you mean? You said a, you said a Satanist? Well, let her have a fucking party and you'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's a surprise. I don't know what this girl's all about. She gonna wreck the place? No, no, dude. It's literally just a get-together. Like, I think even people from school are gonna be here. How many? How many people? Well, 30 people. Max. Hmm. 30. Okay, but you have to invite your cousin that always wears the swimsuit top with the Confederate flag printed on it. Hell yeah, that's what I like to hear, Roger. And uh, if, if it's not a problem if she brings a little cocaine, you know what I mean? <laughs> bro? <sighs> Ebert, I'm not going to say say so now, because I'm 15. In those throes of puberty, and all I can think about is your cousin giving me a cold shower with her clothes on. But please, don't get me in trouble with, <laughs> with the cops. Yeah! No all right, cops. here, take, take this, man. Ebert hands Roger a pistol, then pulls one of his own out of his waistband and fires it at the roof. It's going to be a good night, brother. Later, Ebert's lady friend arrives. She's tall, wearing a dark robe, and bleeding from every orifice on her body. Hello, dear. Hey, baby. Roger, this is Delilah. She's the temptress. Oh. Jeez. Uh, hello. Hello, Roger. She waves a hand at him, and as her arm moves, her robe momentarily parts at the bottom. Roger can see two kids. <laughs> Roger can see the two kids crying that were in Christmas presents coat in a Christmas carol. They notice Roger, angrily say something in Latin, and close Delilah's robe. <laughs> Is this where the ceremony will take place? Ceremony? Mm, yes. Um... Don't you just have the biggest tits? Hey, baby, you want me to crush you up some pain pills? Mm, yes, thank you, Ebert. That would be very nice. I'll, I'll make the necessary preparations. She pulls out some herbs and spices and begins to burn them on a hanging plate at the end of a pole. Mm, tell me, Roger, where could I find a suitable child-sized cauldron? Oh, no. A cauldron meant for chill... For a child to use? Or a cauldron you could fit a child in? Which... Oh, don't be silly. Ebert told me your home would be up to standards. I don't even know. Stan what standards? Ebert is behind Delilah, staring daggers at Roger like, Don't fuck this up for me. Delilah turns around and sees Ebert making his face. She's perturbed. Hmm. Ebert, should I assume you were exaggerating about this establishment's capacities? I'm sorry, baby. I, yeah, I just wanted to spend some time with you. You know how I get when I get all fucked up on ketamine, getting that little KO, baby. Delilah rubs her forehead and sighs. Mm, Ebert, uh, this can't happen again. I have very powerful people to entertain. Powerful people? I, I thought it was just cool kids from school. I'll just um, <laughs> have to make do. Delilah claps her hands, and the two kids... Delilah claps her hands, and the two kids under her robe go upstairs. They come back down with the bathtub and show it to her. Mm, get in. They get into the bathtub and look at her for approval. Mm, it's big, but I guess we don't have a choice, do we? Nap. 
I'm sorry. That's my fault. In there's a knock at the my door. Fault. Enter. A very powerful man indeed walks into the house. <laughs> Former Brent, President George, George W. W. Bush. Bush. Didn't realize how hard that would be over Discord. <laughs> hey, boys. Hey, Delilah. Am I early? Mm. Damn good Bush. No, everyone should be arriving oh. soon. Is Bill here yet? I got a bag and I promised him I'd do key bumps before the sacrifice. Sacrifice? Is he going to talk all night or are you, you going to gag him? Oh, <laughs> you can gag him if you like. I certainly don't mind. Former President <laughs> George W. Bush binds and gags the two boys, then throws them into the bathtub. George does a tequila shot and then says his famous catchphrase. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? My ass is full of the brim with chocolate. I got to squeeze <laughs> real hard and let off some pressure. What a sultry bush. <laughs> what a, what a sultry god. George Bush. Oh my god. <laughs> the two boys, frightened, lay in the bathtub struggling as the guests arrive. Alan Dershowitz, Les Wexner, Kevin Spacey, Bill and Hillary, and a mystery politician wearing a bull's head as a mask with no shirt and a rock-hard cock. Many other people arrive, at least a hundred. Eventually, the ceremony begins as all the people gather around the bathtub and take turns shooting some sort of drug up into their veins. They stand and begin to do a choreographed dance in a windowed 10 by 10 <laughs> diamond formation to a song by every elite billionaire's favorite music artist, Jennifer Lopez. They move around the bathtub and the politician in the bull's head mask comes close with a large, frightening, jagged knife raised to the sky. Delilah speaks a word in a different tongue, and the knife alights with unholy fire. Everyone is singing the words to On the Floor by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> the boys are screaming and crying, and as the bull man brings the knife down, there is a sound of glass shattering, and a voice rings out. Everyone turns, and a man is hovering just by the window, golden, winged, and shining. He hurls a spear and kills the bull man. The angel Alex Jones looks at the boys just for a moment. Don't worry, boys. Daddy's here. A host of angels burst through all the windows and kill every last one of the partygoers. The angels tip their fedoras and leave after another job well done. The boys are saved. They take a moment to look at the wreckage just as they hear the sound of a car pull up. Roger's parents home from their trip early. Oh. oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, this slaps. Logan, I feel like there's a particular um uh demographic of people that you don't like. Who would that be? I just feel like they Who kind of it? come up know. in your sketches anyone, a lot. Anyone on Epstein's fly Name list. it, I dare you. I need you to know, J Jamie, I literally looked up a list of people who have been on the Lolita Express mm -hmm. for that list of names. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Those are all the usual suspects, Dershowitz Huge. and Wexner and blah, blah, blah. 
Oh, Les Wexner, man. Oh, I love Wex. that guy. Mm. Yeah, man. Classic Logan sketch. I yeah, feel. that was probably the most Logan yeah. sketch I've ever seen. Logan, that was pretty nuts. I was going to pull up Dance the Night Away by Van Halen. It would also be a very good yeah. song for, all, for that whole thing to be going down to, yeah. I think mm-hmm. would also be. I imagine when they're dancing, it's kind of like that scene in Scooby Doo the movie. Uh, Which the one? one? Matthew yeah. Lillard yeah. and Freddie oh. Prince yeah. Jr. <laughs> Yes, um, they yes. Glad you know all the actors. Where, where they're uh, where they're um, all dancing and formation singing in whatever language that is. The this is yeah. what we creatures say. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, Logan. yeah. That yes. was um, <laughs> you know the Scooby Doo movie about... written and directed by James <laughs> Gunn. That was um, <laughs> I think it was Tagalog. Was it Tagalog? <laughs> I don't think it was. I'm gonna be honest. No, I'm pretty sure was it was Tibetan. Tagalog. Was that the first? Sure. Culpa. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Tulpa. Yeah. Yeah. Scrappy do. Scrappy do. I think my my favorite part was having mm. ignorance and want. The two kids. The children from that Christmas present. That was <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Because yeah, the rest, I feel like the rest of it is like pretty like yeah, this is a Logan sketch. <laughs> but that one really took me off guard and yeah. like was a really fun. Really fun detail. And it's also true. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like how you wrote George so W. True. Bush is a is an old timey uh, Southern Democrat. I mean, did he write him like that? I mean, debate me. That's what the notes said. Yeah. Where did it say that? I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was gonna I ride with that? it. I was gonna ride with it. I will say, um, you know, we're not too far away. It, it's I like I want to see this. Right. We're we're, we're our job is to take from the imagination and then we put it down but then you know this is a full you know this needs to be filmed mm. and but i'm just thinking we're you know how they're doing deep fakes ai mm-hmm. that sort of thing. it's like mm-hmm. we're oh we're about 5 to 7 years away from being able to do this exactly like how you wrote it logan and mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to danger junior getting i want to probably the, just call him a, some ai favors. deep AI deep fake game. Alex would like Alex Jones would just straight he'd up probably be in do it. it. He yeah. would be he lives. In it. He lives He's the in only Austin person Lee. who's not uh, like computer generated. In the I just love the idea <laughs> of like Alex Jones floating shirtless with denim pants on and angel wings. Yeah, and he's got a spear in his hand. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, boys. He would love Come it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got a good one. If I want to get it out, I'll get it out. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Is Alex is that, Jones is Alex in Jones your, your room? Yeah. I, I don't, you know, that's what I'm saying, boys. Yeah. Master impressioneer. Yeah. Yeah, I also really like when Jimmy plays a little boy. Yeah. I feel like we get Jimmy in like a nervous little boy character a lot, and it's yeah. very funny. I've, I've been I've been specifically giving him nervous little boy characters. Yeah, he's yeah. either he's either cameras or little boys. He's either the big, <laughs> the big scary weird. Monster. I don't know why you guys always do. typecast. Typecasting. I love typecast. casting Jimmy as the big scary monster. That's my favorite. Hey Jones, did you write a sketch? I did. We should read. I it. wrote a sketch. Uh, okay, so. It's, did you read a sketch? <laughs> no, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. Look, it's very specific to two things that I like comedically. So we'll like I, one of them's kind of obvious, and one of them is a little more subtle. So just bear with it, and I think y'all will like it. Okay, uh, who? We've got man. I'll be doing out the reading, and then we have uh, whispered voiceover man. Could I get that to be Blake? Oh yeah, and. You uh, you'll have another. I'll probably I I need. There's a lot of characters actually. <laughs> uh, 
Then we have Dale, Janice, Sigurd, and Veronica. Um, Dale's the only one that talks. Dale, could you be Logan? Logan, could you be Dale? Even? <laughs> uh, he's like a uh, handsome, uh, normie, uh, uh, somebody you would see so Logan. on Broadway. In oh, I was going to say, this hey, is a hard nice. one for me. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. Like, really into business, uh, just a go getter type of guy, kind of a snob. Uh, the guy opposite Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Cool. Um and then Jim, if you could be Sigurd and he's a he's a Viking. Yes. He's a big uh um he's very spiritual. You'll see. So cool. it's it's very spiritual. Uh then Logan, if you could play Vincent Van Gogh. Okay. Uh and then um Was Vincent Van Gogh French? What was he? Um Dutch. Probably. Oh was Dutch? he Dutch? He was Dutch. He was Dutch. Oh. Alright, then people are going to love this. Wait, that's not Dutch. M I got it. Megan, okay. Megan, yeah, you know. Megan, if you excuse me, I'm casting the thing I wrote. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Me <laughs> <laughs> Megan, if you could be Dewey. I'm about to fucking nail this. <laughs> okay. I see this. Um, <laughs> let's have um, Logan be dog. Um, so so far. And, <laughs> and then, Megan, if you could be monkey girl. At the very end. Uh, <laughs> a lot of rolls here. <laughs> okay. There's 40 rolls. <laughs> okay, get ready, y'all. <laughs> this is universal singularity. That's the yeah. so title card rolls, right? We start with a sweeping helicopter shot across fields and fields of wheat. The wheat fields turn then to corn. The corn then turns to rice, the rice to barley, barley to potatoes. The helicopter shot slows and focuses onto a small dark blue dot in a field of green. As we get closer, we see that the blue dot is a man sitting in full lotus position with only grass surrounding him for miles and miles. The shot comes to rest behind his head. We cut to black. Fuckers. We cut to a modern office environment. Dale, Janice, Sigurd, and Veronica by the water cooler. Dale is a handsome and cool single dude, very with it. Veronica and Janice are both attractive young women in power suits. They're all very into money and fashion and their jobs and stuff, except for Sigurd. Sigurd is a straight-up Viking. And so that's when I told my old boss, if you don't value the work ethic and tenacity that I bring to this company, I'll take my talents to our competitor. Dale, Janice, and Veronica share a hearty laugh. Do it. Ha, 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 ha. Oh! Good. They are horny for each other. Dale has a small rush of blood to his penis. Janice's vagina begins to salivate. Veronica starts her period, unbeknownst to herself or any of the other characters or any of the audience, really. It's just our little secret. During this endless slow-motion laugh fest, Sigurd looks emotionless, staring into the void. Not with fear, but with fervor. <laughs> Every night I dream the same dream of the motherland, of my home village, of the river... I'm with my family. I'm a boy again. All is well. Until we see the first of the clouds. Immense shadows. The giants. The ravens cry out all together. My eyes meld with theirs as they take flight. We share an ethereal bond. I descend again to the realm of man. All I see is the face of Freya. A close-up of a hairy face with two different colored eyes flashes onto the screen. We cut back. 
rapidly, to the office water cooler. The four stand silently in their awkwardness. Cut to the French countryside, July 29th, 1880. Vincent Van Gogh. People are gonna love this. Van Gogh continues painting. There's beautiful, late romantic era style music playing. This is basically a scene from a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. There's a montage of different angles of Van Gogh painting as the sun slowly sets. Now dark, Vincent Van Gogh walks a dimly lit winding road. He hears the screech of tires, which scares him because he would have never heard a car before because cars haven't even been invented yet. Sacre bleu! He continues along the road and finds a man in peculiar clothing lying face down on the side of the road, clearly injured. Van Gogh cautiously approaches. Mon ami, are you all right? No response. Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh. Van Gogh slowly inches closer towards the man. Lots of suspense here. He reaches out a hand to turn the man over. He pulls on the body, but as soon as the man's face would be revealed, it magically, or maybe digitally, remains turned away. Van Gogh is startled and tries again to the same effect. A third time. A fourth. Oh! Oh my goodness! Ah! <laughs> Van Gogh runs away in terror. We slowly pan down to the man in the ditch. The camera finally gets to his face. But he has none! The front of his face is the back of his face! Cut to black. Cut to a dirty basement in Rome, Georgia, 1998. Dewey and Dog are getting high on the weed. Dog, quit puffing on the joint. We're gonna get it all wet from your mouth and lips and stuff. <laughs> it's my chronic, man. I'll smoke it however I want it. I can't believe this dog. I gotta go outside and get some air and <clears throat> clear my head because you really ticked me off, man. Uh, Dewey steps outside to clear his head. He scans the scene. Nothing but suburban Rome, Georgia to be seen. He thinks all is well until he hears a rustling, a tussling, or maybe just some trash cans falling over. Hello? Dewey sees a shadowy figure run behind a back alley. He hey! chases after him. Hey, stop! He turns the corner to find an old homeless man covered head to toe in his own feces, eating his own shirt. He only stops when he sees Dewey. Their eyes lock. Dewey is paralyzed. His legs walk on their own accord towards the homeless man. Ever so slowly, they're within arm's length of each other. They both come to find themselves seated in front of each other in the full lotus position. They clasp each other by the sides of the heads. They bring their foreheads closer and closer until we cut to black. Cut to the inside of a medical slash mental institution sometime in the future. Maybe like the year 200... 2,230 or something. Man has divergently both evolved and devolved over the past 200 years. Those evolved beings now reign supreme over the devolving humans. They treat them as entirely lesser beings. The mental institution would simply be one purely white room with no windows or any amenities if it weren't for the brown shit stains strewn by the monkey people. Do they throw their own shit out of madness? Yes. Anger? Certainly. Confusion? Aye, perhaps. Their own understanding that they're trapped, imprisoned, and forced into internment like hordes of livestock? Also, yes. Armed guards are positioned high above the room. The room is absolute chaos. No one would want to be in this room. However, at the center of this chaotic room, quietly and solemnly and sits... Ah, Quietly and solemnly sits one solitary monkey woman, eyes closed, sitting in the full lotus position. 
We zoom in on the front of her face. A big monkey turd slaps her in the face. She pays it no mind. We pan even closer until finally, in a really cool build-up type of way that's very dramatic, she opens her eyes. They're the same different colored eyes from the earlier scene. Cut to black. The blessing. Wow. wow. <laughs> you guys, yeah, what do y'all think? I felt I felt like this was like a a Terrence Malick movie. I was going to say it's cocaine. a Terrence Malick movie. For sure. It for feels sure. to me like an episode of um, Even Stevens. Even Stevens. <laughs> hey, yes. Chrissy Carlson Romano just moved to Austin. Yes. That's probably uh, why I thought of that. I was thinking Xavier Renegade Angel. It feels like a very yeah, Xavier. Dude, I love dude. that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what I want you to do, Jones. <coughs> yep. Walk us through it. Yeah. So it's like, I love making fun of the movie or just like as a concept. Cause like, it's funny how it's like a good movie, but like also one of the worst movies ever. And just so easy to make fun of is cloud Atlas. Oh yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. with all like the bullshit yeah. fake symbolism. So I was trying to go for that vibe, but like, instead of like, Oh, like you've got your blonde or whatever the fuck the simple through thread in that movie was, was like, Oh, you're covered in shit. Like, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> if there's like, like that's the prophecy. It's like whoever the fucks, uh, uh, yeah, covered in, uh, in, in their own shit. And then, uh, I, whenever I write, I'm totally ruined by, I don't know if Logan has shown y'all Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, but like, oh, yeah, we need to watch that. I haven't. Duh, that's like, yeah. phew, that's still, it's like if Twin I Peaks still, was good. Every Shut the fuck up. What? Hey, dude, it's up. the best piece of it's the best piece of media that I've ever watched. And it's like yeah. they do basically it's like a show within a show within a show. Um, where it's like the whole show is this thing from the eighties written by this super narcissistic. Are you just gonna like, plug Garth Marenghi's Dark World right now on yes. our podcast? Yes, it's- yeah, absolutely, because I try to plug it everywhere I get. Anyways, the whole writing style of that show is like, oh, you can tell this character is writing it, and it's he's like this person's so either like into their concept or like they think that it's like incredible art. And I feel like that's the same. Whoever the fuck wrote Cloud Atlas had some big time Garth Marenghi brain going like, on. Takes, takes it way yeah. too seriously and, for what it is. Yeah, and thinks that it's like the best shit ever written. Yeah, <laughs> and I liked how there was a Viking in it. Yeah, oh, that was we're, that we're, was really a nice touch. That was something I liked. Thanks. I love Vikings. I love uh, love everything. I love the culture. I got to give Jimmy a gold star. It was okay. a really good read. Great. The Vikings. Like when you yeah. said, all I see is the face of Freya. 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 You really knocked yeah, it dude, out very of the park. Good. Freya. Knocked, I, I agree. So yeah, Thanks, that was basically, guys. it was like if uh, if Garth Marenghi wrote Cloud Atlas. That's it. That's beautiful. Jones, what I want to do with this sketch. Let's film it. Is, film it, brother. I don't want to film it. <laughs> okay, shut up. A lot of poop. Shut up, me. <laughs> it is a lot of poop. That's true. We don't. We couldn't possibly get that much shit. I That's, want... Everyone start saving Actually, not trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I have, we'll be ready. I have a shit we'll be, guy. We got one in the we'll oven right now. We'll be ready to shoot it about two George years. Bush is oh, about we're ready now? We got an ass folded the brim ready chocolate. I'm... Somebody get Van Gogh. What what do you want what do you want to do well, well Logan looks enough like Van Gogh you know what I mean True That's why I, I got to show you some pictures Pop that ear up brother Logan uh, what right. is it you want to Logan, do Logan what yeah what's your critique of my I, I want get to send this sketch into space <laughs> And I hope 
with all my fucking heart that it's the first thing that makes Dude, contact. Send with it on uh, the Voyager three. Uh, yeah. Dude, wow. Thank you. That's that like is, the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. That is because this is what I want to represent humanity. This is what this I want them some to, real to, to find. Yeah. Real legacy shit right here, dude. Come on, oh, now. Well, the only it. part, Jones, that I didn't really track with yes. was Tell me. the beginning and the un, until the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> was the Van Gogh one. Yeah. Because I, have, you seen, have you seen well, Phantom Thread? No. But see, you the, gotta see Phantom Thread, I feel like too. all of the other oh, ones... Oh, that's great. That's that's not gonna alienate anyone in our audience yeah. at all. I feel like <laughs> That's all really of, what you want is to make... I feel like all of the other ones had um, either someone sitting in full lotus or the heterochromic eyes. Yeah. And and I don't... Vincent's didn't have either. That was... He found the guy from the first scene sitting on the mountain who was the bad guy and the monkey girl's the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Don't you understand art? <laughs> I got Symbolism. It. The first scene is a no, no, shot no. of the back of the person's head. The back. The back. <laughs> I can't write it any clearer. <laughs> I, I got that the... The first guy voiceover and the monkey girl were foils of each other. I got that. Okay, but well, I, that's I, I guess I didn't pick up that he found the first, that Van Gogh found the first guy. Knowing back. that, I actually do want to here's, shoot this. I, here's what yeah. I wanted to know, because I was immediately, I couldn't focus after this line where it said, <laughs> yeah, as soon as it Lost said Jimmy. that, uh, yeah, I was like, but what happened to her? <laughs> Where like Veronica is having her period <laughs> unbeknownst to anyone else. I'm like, well, what she, what does she do? She's that's and that's then, the thing. Even Jimmy, as I was reading there, even even as I was re reading Sigurd, like I wasn't reading it because I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was like, well, what about the period? Does she, does she figure I was thinking it that out? Scene, they all stand around the cooler like a David Lynch scene, yeah. and then like slowly but surely, like a red dot just. On appears on her forehead bits. and it's a no, laser no, no. and someone Th is going to snipe <laughs> Snipes her because that baby is the antichrist no way she's on her period uh, <laughs> I don't know don't know the symbolism of that no I really liked that because that's uh, no, as I a, just love that line I as really a funny. woman that is what a happens she'll just woman. start your period and be like oh and just that's I it. I just love that it was a part of the narrative. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. It reminded me of a scene in Stephen King's master magnum opus, um, The Dark Tower. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. Well, Jones. Kind of a kind of um uh uh uh, what's it called? What's the Tarkovsky movie? Uh, Stalker. Yeah. Kind of Stalker mm -hmm. vibes too. It all sort of melts into a big pile of shit by the end. Yeah. Wow, Beautiful. I'm like I'm like the modern day Tarkovsky. You're like the modern Seriously, day Heidegger. Incredible, yes, Heidegger, Heidegger, the uh, the philosopher. Tim, Tim, that's my next sketch. Tim Heidegger, <laughs> that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. All right, boys, we're moving on. All right, we're yeah, gonna read Megan's. We're gonna do mine. My sketch is let's called Haggis Bitch. Um, okay. uh, let's see. Okay, um, Logan, I know you're gonna play Auntie Ramona. Um, Who is she? Is older than everyone else, and okay. she is the most hick. She's kind of a Got frantic it. character. If Got you will. it. Okay. Done. Easy. Uh, Shoutouts to Jones. If Austin, you will... bleep that out in editing. 
<laughs> Jones, if you will play Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> I can do Garrett. He's the oldest uh, brother of the three brothers. And Wait, he... that's two this Garrett's is another in a row. Gar- Two Garrett's. It's an inside joke. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. It's a oh, yeah. okay, damn. We always have characters um, named Garrett. So he's the oldest of the three brothers, and he has a hick accent. Um, Blake, will you play Vince? Oh, yeah. He's the middle brother. No accent. He doesn't have an accent. Ooh. And then, uh, Jimmy, if you will play Buster. Buster Jones. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's the youngest brother. He's very loving. He loves his brothers very much. This is his accent. Nope, he has a hick accent. <laughs> Where is I found shit it. I found the character's accent. It's it's springing. Fucking do it, you won't. No balls, but no. It matters. It It matters for the skits that you do a hick accent. Um, and then uh, Jimmy. Don't worry, I'll do a North African accent. Jimmy, (laughs) you do the hick. I'll do the. uh, Jimmy, you're also straight up hick. Going to play the doctor. (laughs) It's a redneck. Okay, cool. You're gonna play the doctor. What is that, Mississippi? And uh, Jones, if you will also play the cop. Can do. Okay. Everyone know their characters? Yeah. Who's Doctor? Jimmy is Doctor. <laughs> Jimmy is Doctor. Okay, and cool. And Buster. And I'll be reading stage directions. Okay, Buster. this is Haggis, bitch. We open on the basement of a church. It is a large space that has been rented out by the Joneses. The Joneses are a family of haggis traffickers in the U.S., the largest rig in existence. They are setting up for their family reunion. Garrett's phone rings. Well, 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 if it ain't my little booger. Don't tell me you're calling the flake. All right, then you ain't going to be late now, are you? Well, you better not be your Auntie Justine's cake's going to be good and gone before you can even get through the crackers. So get your ass over here. All right. All right. Yep. Yep, I'll see you soon. All right, bye. <laughs> Buster had walked up towards the end of the phone conversation. Who was that? Vince. Said he's going to be a little late. What? No. I just heated up the haggis facial cream. If you don't apply it while it's warm, it won't open your pores. I know, I know. His loss, Buster. You know how he is? Never really been one of us, you know? Never really held to the haggis like we do. I know, Garrett. It's just... Well, it makes me sad. Well, at least he's coming, Buster. Garrett places his hand on Buster's shoulder to come from him until he sees over Buster's shoulder. Cousin Rocco, you get your face out of that haggis pudding. Buster is left holding his bowl of haggis facial cream while Garrett goes to deal with Cousin Roscoe. Buster! Oh, Buster! Buster goes over and sits by Auntie Ramona. She dresses like Scottish royalty and carries a very large Mary Poppins-looking purse. Oh, Buster, it has been so long. I feel like the last time I saw you was the bust of 06. I think it may have been, Auntie. Oh, it's good to see you, nonetheless. Vince appears in the doorway. Vince! Vince! He starts waving like a dork. Vince walks over to Buster, and the two hug as well as they can for Buster carrying this large bowl of facial cream. Oh, Vince, I'm so glad you can make it. And the hag, I mean, the facial cream hasn't even gotten cold yet. The what? The facial cream? You know, my special recipe. It's gotten a lot of pickup online. I've been selling pretty consistently. 
Oh, selling, have you? Selling to who? Let's go get some food, huh? The two walk toward the table and start fixing some plates. They get what they want and sit down next to Garrett. Vance! Oh, so glad you could make it. Did you get some of what I made? Yes, the casserole. It smells so good. What's <laughs> in it? <laughs> you know the rules. A magician can't reveal his secrets. And that their casserole has a secret ingredient? Of course. Well, I just can't wait to get through it all so I can get some dessert. Cake? Pudding? I think I even saw some cookies over there. I intend to go home. <laughs> A fatter man. Yeah, the cookies. I made those. New recipe I'm trying out. You'll have to tell me if they're any good. The haggis didn't congeal quite the way I wanted. Vince picks up the collar of his shirt and talks into it. We got him. <laughs> you didn't. Sorry, brother. I couldn't let this rig continue on. The haggis trafficking ends with me. Oh, no, it doesn't. Auntie Ramona reaches deep into her purse and pulls out <laughs> bottles of Ben Gay and tosses them to everyone. Everyone, drink those fast as you can. Gotta coat your stomach. Vince gets up and tries to stop what's happening, but everyone downs their Bengay so fast he has no chance. Auntie Ramona shovels all the food from the table into her purse. Garrett and Buster replace the food with some backup from underneath the table. Basic family reunion stuff, you know, potato salad, banana pudding, etc. Just as they finish this, the cops bust through all the doors of the church basement, guns drawn. Everyone hands up! Everyone... <laughs> Everyone confusingly lifts their hands. Vince is standing in the center of the room looking around flabbergasted as the family members have somehow destroyed all evidence of the haggis. Vince, what is this? You heard it. You you had to have heard it. Oh, we heard it all right. Can you identify the man who admitted to having put the illegal Scottish dish consisting of sheep innards into his cookies? It was me, sir, but it was a misunderstanding. Sir, we have reason to believe you and everyone else here has been illegally trafficking haggis. Is this true? No, sir. To another test cop. Test him. Oh, test him, other cop. <laughs> <laughs> Two cops approach Buster. One pulls Buster's pants off and the other starts milking his dick like a cow's udder until Buster yeah. pees. And the first cop catches it in a sterile cup. A doctor approaches, takes a sip from the cup, and stares directly into the camera. Yes, that's Bingay. <laughs> that's it. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's Bingay. Yup. Yup. That's Bingay. Yeah, we need to reach out. Is this out. another anti-bullying ad? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I, oh it should be. I do. This sounds really good. I do want to say, I did not know that Ben Gay was just spelled like that. Yeah. Like it's yep. literally yep. just like Benjamin is gay. Yep. It's literally how it's spelled. Ben Gay. Yeah. Oh, Ben N G A Y. Ben Gay. What is Ben Gay? I, did, I I've heard the term before, but it's a topical solution for sore muscles similar to icy hot. They're putting chemicals in the water. <laughs> Ben Putting gay, chemicals huh? in your stomach. Making the Ben gay. Turning the friggin' Ben's gay. <laughs> yeah, I wish I remembered that guy's name who told me that in jail. 
I wish. Oh, it was a table? It, it, it literally Jones. was. <laughs> no, it was. It was something like truck or table. Here's what you gotta do, kid. You gotta put Ben Gay in your, in your stomach. You piss out a bunch of Ben Gay. The globalists don't want you to know this. I've always been gay. Yep. You heard it and here that's first. That's the end folks. of the podcast. We're not even reading Jimmy's sketch. Oh, oh yeah. no, we got to read the sketch. So haggis is an illegal uh, uh, meat mixture. It's like really. A sheep, yeah, I was wondering what the fuck. It's like, not illegal, right? It is very illegal. You cannot have it in the states. Really? Wow. Really? You can get it. You can get it imported, right? Legally. Maybe from the Joneses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm about to do some Googling. <laughs> um, and I want to know why he couldn't do the voice. Because we're we we're done with the sketch, and I see no reason why he couldn't have done because the voice. Because you're all a hick family here at the family reunion. I wanted Vince to be the one that stands out by not having an accent. Okay. Whatever you oh. say. Whatever you say. Vince could have been adopted. Also, Buster Jones <laughs> has, done, has been in other sketches and not been Audible. North African, so... Um, I guess you're right. I uh, I guess you're right. So okay, sorry for the listener. Um, you might be wondering why is haggis banned in the United States, and it's what because is haggis? It, Blake it's, and his fucking I just computer said it's like oh. sheep innards. It's, it's oh, sheep real. lungs. It's sheep lung. Ew. It is that crazy? It contains something that is potentially poisonous. Oh, okay. Man. Amanita muscaria. Well, I gotta try it. But it's it, people in Scotland been eating this shit forever, and they don't get sick. They've been mixing this shit since the eighties. Yeah, mm. so. cocaine, weed, quaaludes, <laughs> quaaludes, so quaaludes. That's, that's haggis, bitch. Okay, Jimmy, take us home. All right, welcome to a sketch I wrote called "A Viking Getaway." Um, Magnus, I think I would like you to be played by. <laughs> Magnus is in the room. Like, Magnus okay. is in oh. the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magnus will be played. I think I want Blake to do Magnus. Deal. And then Chieftain Emil. That is going to be Logan. Okay. You We're will be the chieftain. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's a Viking. Now, what's the accent that Vikings use? I got what you. It's kind of like? German, but like not you, as kind of German. Yeah. Okay. Ish. Gotcha. Scandinavian. It's Scandinavian. So Scandinavian. if you could all do your best Scandinavian accent, please, and I'll I'll kind of like ju- that. I'll rate them all. Okay. Judge yeah. them. I got. It. <clears throat> yeah. Set the tone, Logan. Wait, is it only two people? No. Okay. Um. So there's also going to be uh, Broar, uh, which Jones, if you would play Broar, and then right. can do. Uh, <laughs> villager will be played by Megan. Okay. Okay. Just a villager. Yeah, you're you're a villager. Um, trying to think if there's any direction I want to give you guys. You you're Blake. You're you you're a mighty you know Viking leader, is what you are. My I'm mighty. I'm mighty. You're mighty. Oh, sick. The mighty Magnus. I'm the old guy. That's, you're the old Magnus. guy at the camp. Yeah. You're the king. But I'm getting the kicked might, out. The mighty. You're not getting kicked out. The mighty you're, Magnus. Just, you're happy Kinda to see like him. You know. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. And then Broar is just trying his best. And the villager is, I don't know, just a villager. I'm a villager. Yeah, you're just a villager. <laughs> All right. Welcome to a Viking getaway. A Viking ship approaches the shore of Norway. 
A cluster of Vikings emerge from the ship, carrying the spoils of their conquest. A kingly figure amongst a crowd of locals greets the returning Vikings. Come, my people, see the riches that our brave warriors have gathered for us. Not so fast, chieftain. I owe you a debt for the ships and our weapons. Though I am keeping half of the spoils, the other half is for you to distribute as you see fit. Magnus, please. We will talk of business later. Join us in the hall. We've begun a magnificent feast to honor your return. Cut to a long hall filled with an array of food and drink. The whole village is there celebrating. Magnus' men are gathered together singing songs of victory. Magnus is seated with the chieftain at a separate table. You must know, chieftain, this journey was not no easy one. <laughs> Some of the Viking you sent with me were absolutely terrible. In fact, what is going on a here? Few. <laughs> you come to mind. A few a come. Few come. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to start doing an Indian accent. Is that okay? <laughs> Indian accent? Ah, shit. I can't yeah, do Yeah, if we do, we if just we do, do every with, accent in the world. I would just do it with rhythm. There's so much rhythm Sorry, no can do, brother. There's so much funk in that Denmark accent. No can do, brother. In some ways, this is the most inclusive podcast in it the world. Is. Because we're just going... Because it's just we're a getting... bunch of white people colonizing a bunch of other Dude. accents. <laughs> All right, let me, let, me, let me give that one more shot, okay? I think I, I think I got it now. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> you must know, Chieftain, this journey was no easy one. Some of the Viking you sent me... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a good accent though. Just do it. You got it. You got it. You got it. We were absolutely terrible. In fact, a few come to mind. The men were not to your liking. The hall is not enough to trouble your wearisome spirit. The spoils of conquest are not enough victory for you, Magnus. What could possibly settle your longing appetite? Chieftain, you've been a fair man, but there were many complications that I feel I should bring to your attention. There are many villages. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> there were many villages worth raiding to the south of the island, and we would need to leave when our men are rested and we find other candidates. Other candidates? Surely the men I sent with you were not so bad. Please, just listen. We cut to a village burning. Magnus Vikings are pillaging and destroying the village, but in the middle of it all, there is one Viking who just can't seem to get a kill. Even though people are scattering all around him, he just can't time his swings right. While other Vikings' attire is bloodied and dirty, he is as clean as a bride on her wedding day. His name is Broer. We set up traps for Broer Chieftain, but he just couldn't get it. It's like he's cursed or something. Broer? Cursed? He couldn't have been that bad. He's just green is all. Well... We cut back to the village where Magnus has literally chained a villager to a tree, and Broer is having the hardest time matching his swings to their movements. Which side should I use? Hall and oats, Broer. Use the sharpened side of the axe, not the flat of it. They just seem to be moving too fast. I could try and slow down if you'd like. Uh, these chains aren't that heavy, and it's honestly kind of uh, e easy to evade you. 
You could try uh, making the chains a little shorter, thus increasing the target radius. Quiet, you villager. <laughs> We've chained them down, bro. Just throw your weapon at the bastard. I can't believe you're incapable of hitting them. Take it easy. I haven't practiced much, you know. This is my first raid. Cut to Magnus and his men digging a ten-foot hole that's about five feet wide. They've thrown the villager inside the hole. Okay, bro. Me, the men, and the villager have spent the day digging this hole and gathering you about a hundred rocks. All you have to do is throw the rocks inside the hole. It's sure to hit the villager. Oh, it's really no problem at all. My, my father was a grave man, so I've dug plenty of holes. Quiet, villager. You'll die soon enough. <laughs> okay, yes. Now this is a much better starting point. Baby steps. Practice makes perfect. I am up for the challenge. Good. I'm willing to be patient with you. I consider myself a good leader, and I want you to be the best version of yourself you could possibly be. What a Jimmy line. <laughs> Brewer tosses in his first rock, missing the hole completely. Uh, the villager notices that th this could take a while, so the villager takes a relaxing pose in the death hole, pretty much covering the bottom of it completely with her body. By Odin, this is impossible, Broar. Get over here. Stick your arm directly over the hole and just drop the rock in. Uh, Broar with his arm straightened to aim in the middle of the hole drops the rock dead center of the hole, but physics oppose all logic, and the rock, as if carried by the wind, is nudged out of the perimeter, and the, village, the villager is now seen soundly sleeping. This is the maddest thing I've ever heard of. Chieftain, if only that were the end of it. If I had one story to tell and a few breaths to tell it, I would tell you the final feat of young Broar. By the gods, tell me now. Cut back to the village that was raided by Magnus and his men. The villager and Broar sit on a log at the rest, as the rest of the men pack the ship with the spoils of the village. Magnus is lecturing the villager about not being able to be killed, and is lecturing Broar about not being able to kill anybody. The villager and Broar are very upset for having disappointed Magnus. Broar, I have one final request to kill this lowly villager. Uh, actually, my family was doing very well for themselves, and since you've killed my family, I, I now run the town funeral home, and by all the raiding and pillaging you're doing, I'm projected to be the wealthiest business owner in the region. Silence, villager. You can manage your business in hell. Please, Magnus, don't be upset. You're the fiercest raider in all the kingdom. If anyone could teach me to end life and glory, it would be you. For that, you're right, young broar. I will see to it that you end a life by nightfall, or Odin curse me. As the sun begins to set, the men finish packing the boat. Magnus has methodically bound the villager's hand and tied her feet with a rope. Magnus then takes another rope to the villager's feet and, heavenly fast and hev heavily fastens it to the back of the ship. It becomes obvious that when the Vikings take off in the, in the boat, the villager will be dragged under the water and will surely drown. The crew and Magnus are on the ship, the villager is bound on the shore, and Broar is on land, awaiting instruction. Broar, all you have to do is push the boat into the water, and the water will do the rest. Oh, well done, Magnus. We could use your leadership and teaching skills here in my village. I can do this. I can do this. Broar pushes the boat into the water, and the rope immediately snaps, and a swift current takes the Vikings away, leaving Broar and the villager behind. Cut back to the hall. Magnus, Odin has cursed you. 
He has cursed us all. Young Broar is not the only Viking on this raid that was sent straight from the depths of hell. There were more of our men who troubled you? Magnus' eyes are wide, and he begins to weep. The end. Wow. Yeah. Citizen Kane clap, everyone. Yeah. I, uh, I got some big, like, I would want... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted the Citizen Kane clap. It's, it's okay. okay. I, I couldn't hear it too well on this end. I was going to say, um, this reminds me, like, I would, I feel like I would see this animated by, like, uh, Pendleton Ward or somebody like that. You know what I mean? I could see this as, like, a little kid's show. I'd kind of like to see this mm -hmm. as, like, a hentai. Oh yeah. boy, hitting all the demos. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just hoping we didn't, we wouldn't be crude or crass on this show. And um, mm. sorry, I, I've said that from the beginning. I've said that from the beginning. So, but Damn. yeah, I thought it. I thought it would look good as a as a, like a you know an ad Adventure Time episode. No, you were correct. It would look very good as a Pendleton Ward style animated fucking sketch. It would look really good like that, Jimmy. I'm was, feeling like some some Tartakovsky. Dude, you know what I mean? Gendy, little Gendy action. We got we, we got get Jones Gendy. on the Tarkovsky and and Jimmy on the Tartakovsky. Tarty, nice. yeah. Tarty. I enjoyed being able to be um, basically Torbjorn from Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. I was be I was trying to be the guy from the Skyrim uh, little uh, cart that you're getting carried in, where he's like, mm -hmm. you're. Uh, a dragonborn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that guy, and then he's like, join the storm for berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I would have liked to see in the sketch, Jimmy? Mm -hmm. Is Broar's origin, the Bro origin. Yeah. I'd like to know what it is that makes physics defy Magnus's will here. Yes. I want to know why Magnus, because look, I know that Magnus is cursed at the end, at the end of the sketch, but he was cursed at the beginning. Maybe. Feel me? Or is it that the villager can't be killed? <gasps> or is it that Broar can't kill anyone? So mm -hmm. I guess I think mm -hmm. what I would do here is, like you was saying, it would be cool if you give, like, oh, Broar ate uh, an ancient rock. And yeah, something he like was, that. He was told that if you, if you did that, you could get a curse. Or, uh, or the villager is... Jesus Christ. Big reveal. I think the only thing that this sketch is really missing is like an ending that ties it. You know what I mean? Because right now it's like he... Like you have all this build up and build up and build up, and the whole time you're thinking like, "What is the fucking deal with Broar?" Like, yeah. and it's the whole the whole game that they're playing of like, no matter what, everything. And I love the visual gag, and this is I do think would look really good in cartoons of him pushing the boat, but it drags all the people off, and Broar and him are left there. It's yeah. like a fucking Disney movie, um, or like a Charlie Chaplin sketch. Um, but the ending of it when he says there's more Vikings. Yeah. I think it almost kind of like detracts from the spe the game. The, right? The main game. Because right now like Broar is special. You know what I mean? And all he's like the shittiest Viking. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so I think other than having there be other shitty Vikings and this is like his curse, you know what I mean? I think I would rather find out a little bit more about Broar. 
Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that or not. Or no, I do. I yeah. agree. Um, my my biggest issue was I couldn't really pin down an accent, so I, I feel like that great. kind of distracted yeah. from. Uh, I didn't realize how plot. many lines there were for Magnus, <laughs> and, but then I ended up loving all. Dude, of them. I legitimately I just, thought your accent was very yeah, good. I, like, I don't like. We I f- got caught up on that line and started laughing, but I don't think we were laughing at at your I accent. Was. We were just laughing at Logan the, was. I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, fair I, enough. No, I've, I was not though. I liked your accent. Well. Um, and I'm not fishing for compliments here, I promise. But uh, now I just felt myself drifting into like Chad Borat realm. Chad Borat? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like like a deep, deep voice inflection of uh, like... My a, wife. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Borat. Yeah. Dude, that guy needs to be a character. Yeah. That's our, that's the evil Tolpa on, yeah. on the mm. show. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> is the evil Tulpa? That's uh, Buster yeah, Jones. Is that the anti Buster Jones? He's Buster yeah, Jones's cosmic they're like enemy. Nemesis is, God, is... Damn, so um, for the listener, that's canon now. So yeah, that is for sure canon. Start uh, start writing. What again. was it? We gotta Chad? Go with the mural. Chad Borat. Chad Borat. <laughs> is uh, is <laughs> Chad Borat? Yeah. Is this gonna be y'all's? Is this gonna be y'all's longest episode? Yes. Uh, yeah, but we, <laughs> by a mile, dude. We, yeah. we cut a lot of shit out. I, I, I figured as much, yeah. but hey, goddamn. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should go ahead and call it, right? Yeah, I probably. Yeah, we should. Hey, good episode, boys. Very good fun. Episode. Jones, it was a massive pleasure having you on. Yeah, once, yeah, we, hey, once we get every other person so in the world on, we'll have you on again. <laughs> hey, my okay, well, I was going to say my Monday nights are relatively free these days, so like... You know, and this was awesome just like as an exercise. Yeah, right. So it is really fun, right? You find yourself like writing more. Yeah. The more you do this, I was going to say, Jones, exactly, you should just exactly. write some sketches and we'll read them and it'll be yeah. a good time. Okay. Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. Yeah. Well, thanks, y'all. Yeah, thank you, Jones. I love hey, you, say, boys. Say goodbye to Buster. Bye, goodbye, Buster. Buster. Goodbye, Buster. Goodbye, Chad Borat. No, not goodbye, <laughs> no, Chad Borat. No, fuck Bad you, Chad, hell, Borat. Chad Borat. Bye, Chad Borat. <laughs> don't forget fucking, don't forget goddamn. Jumby. Oh, shit. Oh. Jumby. Jumby. That's the one. A I lot of characters up, added to the mythos today. <laughs> yeah, goddamn, a shit Yo. ton. Um, okay, the she... MCU doesn't stand a chance. Okay, okay. she <laughs> did. She did. Bye-bye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. The Danger Junior Writers Room is a Danger Junior production. Come suck. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly, Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown. Come suck. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown. Come suck. Edited by Austin Zessen. Come suck. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly. Come suck. Make sure to follow this show. And all Danger Junior Productions at Danger JRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled Danger JRPR on Twitter and Instagram. Come sock. All right, she dead now. Bye bye.